It's a big day today. Three of the correspondents, what we done got a going. The list is here in front of me. Bob the Nosy Builder correspondent, Bob the Tyler. Bruce Lee correspondent, Rab. Chocolate correspondent, Samantha from Leytonstone. Diagnosis murder correspondent, Francesca in the Croydon. Longest stuff correspondent, Dave in the Hackney. Are any of you safe? We'll find out a little bit later on in the show when three of you will be getting the sack as simple as that. I'm my watch off. I've taken my watches in to be fixed. Two watches. And they've made this clasp really tight, man. There we go. Why do I take it off? Because if I don't take it off, I tell you what, I won't take it off, and I, you, you'll see why I should take it off, okay? I, my watches will stay on for a bit. There you go, you see, it's banging on the desk, it's banging on the desk. I'm doing this, it's banging. I'm exaggerating it slightly here, I'm not that much of a... Of a hang on a minute. <laughs> it's not a banger at all, no. Uh, right, it's the we- it's pretty much the weekend. I think half-term has started. I think we're on half-term now. The kids, no, the kids, they all bunked off early, they all finished at lunchtime today. So it's half term. Yeah. Yeah. Glue sales go up. Fag sales have gone up. It's half term. Enjoy yourselves, kids. Go nuts, for God's sake. You can give us a call as well if you want to. 08709090973. Uh, we may be having a very special guest next week as it's half term. We may be. I'll say no more just in case his mum says no, but fingers crossed. We will have uh, a, r- a broadcasting radio genius uh, in. <laughs> Helen frowns. <laughs> Yeah, you'll have to look after him, afraid. You're babysitting. <laughs> anyway, listen, school plays. You know, you, you, we've all been in school plays, haven't we? I was Sweeney Todd in a hot, but yeah, no, a horrible. It was like a horrible rock and roll version of Sweeney Todd. Yes, it was. Oh, it was horrible, really horrible. But I was Sweeney Todd, uh, and it was. Uh, it was rubbish. My mum has still got the tape somewhere. She still, every time, you know, I bring a friend round. Oh, do you want to look at Ian in Sweeney Todd when he was sixteen? Yeah, mum, put that on. Thanks very much. It should be burnt and destroyed. Uh, but I didn't... I didn't learn all of the songs in it. Couldn't sing to save my life. But I didn't learn all of the songs. And there was one song where I, I didn't know all of the words. So I rather sneakily would walk up to the side of the stage where there was a young girl who would ne- then read the next two lines to me. I'd then go out and sing it and carry on like that. They're a bit rubbish, aren't they, school plays? Or were you like Agent Chris? Uh, you didn't get a particularly good part. Although Chris was the king in the nativity play. He was, he was a king, one of the three kings, the three wise men, in a nativity play. But he was so rubbish, he missed out a whole page of dialogue, which meant that everyone skipped forward a page. So Jesus never got his gifts. He didn't give the, the, the gold or the frankincense or the myrrh to the baby Jesus. He missed out that whole chunk, one of the most important parts of the story. 08709090973. Were you in a school play? Can what would be great is if you could remember some of the dialogue. And that's pushing it a little bit. It'd be good if you could have a go though. Uh, and if you were never in a school play, maybe we can make your dreams come true today. 08709090973. Uh the email is Ian I A I N at lbc.co.uk. Mark is in the Romford. Hello, Mark. Oh Ian, you nut, how are you doing? Oh, but do you call me a nutter? Yeah, you are a nutter. Good mind to come round there, get a wet towel and whop your legs with it. I'm, I'm six foot two and weigh 19 stone, I bet it. No, in that case, well, let's, let, it's the weekend, everyone's a little bit jolly, I'll let you off, Mark, but don't do it again, for goodness hey, sakes. How you doing, fella? I'm, fi- I'm looking forward to the weekend, mate. Oh, well, I am, to be honest with you, because I've just had enough. I've had enough this week. Did some, you know what, some weeks, I, some weeks I could go on forever, and some you just say, ah, oh, stuff it, I want to have two days of watching telly in bed. Well, I, no, I went out Wednesday night, I went out for a meal, I got drunk, and uh, I had a bit oh. of taste for it, so I went out last night and got drunk again. And what are you, what are you doing tonight, Mark? 
Uh, I might get drunk again. Good boy! We've got an alky <laughs> on the phone! We don't condone binge drinking, but what the hell. <laughs> now, Mark, right. what have you got for me? Plays. Yes. I'm 41. I can still remember my song when I was Dandini in Cinderella when I was nine. Dandini? I was Dandini. Wow. Well, th- 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 you yeah. were nine years old. Wait, who, wait, wait, I don't remember the character of Dandini. He was Dandini. He was the uh, Prince Charming's butler. Oh, was, okay. Uh, okay. And we had to, we, we had to, we had to in, in the play, we had to change roles. Of course. So I was actually Prince Charming, and uh, he, Prince Charming had to be Dandini. Yeah. But while we was on there, we had to change coats. But then we had, had these little tights on. Right. And as we took the coats off, everybody was going... Uh, <laughs> of course they would. <laughs> well, it got me a bit of a complex. At nine-year-old boys in tights, yes. Of course they would. And it, well, it would do. But you remember the song, do you? Yeah, I do remember the song. Mm. And, my, and my stepbrother's listening to this. So, Hello, Brian, listen to this. Do you want me to sing it? Of course I want you to sing it, Mark. You ready? Here we go. It's a fine, fine day. See the sun on high. The fine, fine day. Not today to cry. So laugh, laugh, laugh all your cares away. And sing this ditty. It's a fine, fine day. Here we go. Oh, mate. You, 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 I loved it. That, how the hell do you remember that? I, I've been struggling to try and remember something from this Sweeney Todd. I can't remember any of it. Come on, boss. I in good with you, the headmaster, I, Mr. Woolacott, and he was fantastic. Yes. Mark, we've lost you. Your phone has broken up. Your phone has broken up, but thank you anyway. We heard that Mr. Woolacott was fantastic, and that's good to know. Uh, 08709090973, let the correspondent updates are flooding. We've had an email. This is very funny. Yasser. I don't think you're aware of Yasser. He's the Doctor Who... He is, for the moment, the Doctor Who correspondent. Three of the correspondents. If you don't know who the correspondents are, go to the LBC website. Go to my page. And there's a list there. There's about 50 of them uh, in alphabetical order. And they're experts on various things. For example, we have Pat, who is the Japan correspondent. Samit, who is the Knight Rider Uber correspondent. Uh, Ronki is the lesbian correspondent. And they phone in every day, 5.38, and give us a nice little update. Little fact head. Can't say factoid. That's copyright Steve Wright. Uh, uh, every single day. They've not been calling in. They're not even calling in now, I notice. I'm looking at the screen. I don't see any correspondence numbers flashing up on that screen. So, three of them get the sack. But some of them are trying desperate measures to ensure they don't get the sack. Yasser is the Doctor Who correspondent. He's on a short list, let's just say. He sent me an email. Ian, I forgot to mention a few things. Happy New Year. He's wishing me Happy New Year on February the 10th! Also, James O'Brien said to Anna Rayburn that he let you win the race because he said that he was scared of you. My correspondent update will be a good one. Yeah, so you can't suck up to me like that, my friend. That's not, that is not how this game works. Sten's in the Raysbury. Hello, Sten. Hello, Ian. Sorry, that was a bit rubbish, wasn't it? it what, what were you trying to do? Uh, Barry. Oh, no, that was, that was awful. <laughs> this is, this is what Barry sounds like. That was bloody rubbish. <laughs> yeah, so that, nothing like him, my friend. <laughs> I'm sorry, my friend, Ian. That's okay, my friend. Oh, you just reminded me. We've got, f- we did a, a, a random phone call earlier on. Did you? Uh, yeah, we'll be playing it in about 30 minutes. It's, uh, someone asked me a very, very good question for a change, which was nice. So keep listening for that. Was it the best question yet? No, it wasn't the best question yet. The best question yet was how much do I earn? But uh, this, was, this was the second best question yet. Oh, it should be a good one, mate. It should be a good one. Uh, now, Stan, what can I do for you? I'd just like to say that I think that if you're in them, plays are absolute, school plays are absolutely brilliant. Yes. It just gives you a great boost of confidence. You're not in school, though, are you? I was... Um, quite a few years ago. Yes, because you're the, you're a boy genius. Um, yes. How much of that? How much of you being a boy genius is true? Um, all of it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced by this. IQ okay. One hundred and thirty-eight. Sorry. IQ of one. Oh, that's not. That's not that good. I thought you'd be like one sixty or something like me. 
Don't cry. So, <laughs> you, were in, you were in a school play, and was it good for you, or was it a load of old rubbish? It was great for me, even though I was sort of just one of the, as one would phrase, extras. Yes. Um, but it just gave me a great high um, to be on that stage watching my parents look at all the other children. Wow, now that's, that's a sentence, isn't it? So, but what, 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 was the, what was the play? Um, I was in two. One was a, um, one that we created ourselves, which I've forgotten the title of. Now, the ones that are created by, you know, that are written by the teachers and, and the pupils, nice. yeah, they're always a little bit rubbish. There's always in-jokes about the bald teacher and the headmaster, and it's all a little bit, oh, dear God, no, thank you. Mm. But you were in a proper one as well, were you? Yeah, I was in Julius Caesar. Ah. The Shakespearean version. I, I, th- well, that's proper. How old were you when you were doing Shakespeare? Maybe you are a boy genius then. Maybe um, I should take that back. Seven. You weren't seven doing Shakespeare. I was. Stan, why? I uh, do you know what? Year five, Stan, I, I don't. Can, may I? Can I be honest with you? And I don't want you to take offence. I don't believe a word you say to me. Fair enough. Is that all right? Yeah. I still want be. you to call in and say it, but I shall never believe any of it. Is that all right? Yeah, it's your opinion. Stan, you. No, it's, it's fact. You were a correspondent, weren't you, Stan? No, I tried to become one. That was it. And you couldn't make it. You couldn't. Any idea who we should get rid of? What do you think about this Doctor Who correspondent? Um. He's made a few updates, more than quite a few of the other ones. Mm. Okay. But I think you should also keep the diagnosis murder correspondent, or at least suspender until the diagnosis murder's back on. It, it's always on on the Hallmark Channel. Is it? Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Stan, thank you very much for that. Oh eight seven oh nine oh nine oh nine seven three is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Were you in a school play? Can anyone remember their lines? We've already had a song from Dandini, which was quite good. I enjoyed that. Uh, also. Are you a parent? Have you seen your children in school plays? And be honest with me. Was it a load of old rubbish? Seriously, was it really rubbish? Because you see these parents going, oh, it's the, the greatest moment of my life, the proudest moment of my life. But really, school plays are rubbish, aren't they? They're awful. 0870 It's time now, though, to get the latest on the roads and the trains and get the travel news from Simon Bennett. Well, if you are heading further afield and... Bam, bam, bam. Terry's in the city. Hello, Terry. Hello, Ian. Now, I know, because I've been in your studio that you're working from, right, that you get this up on your screen. I get what up on my screen? That what I'm going to ask you. All it okay. says, I'll tell you exactly what it says. What's your man? I, I, excuse me, it's the first time I've swore on LBC in 24 years. Well, mate, let's... What a bore. Don't, what a bore. Well, yeah, don't do it for another 24 years. Do it in oh, 24 years it. to right, celebrate. Ian, yes. question is, you're I so reckon limp. you're... Ret- I'm going to use my imagination. I've got nine children, six girls, three boys. I think yes. you're heterosexual, right? Yes. Have, I think, I, I mean, if you're not, it doesn't matter. Have you ever fancied a man? And if you are gay, have you ever fancied a, a woman? Right. Well, is it, I am heterosexual. No, stop swerving. I've asked you the question. Answer it, then you can come back to me then. I'm, it's like the old days. Are you, are, are you limp, Terry? Sometimes. Yes. I, I'm setting the scene. I am heterosexual. Right. I have, uh, I can recognise beauty in men. I can think men are attractive, but I've never... How old are you? I've never... Let me answer the question! I'm 55, and I can tell you the real answer. I've never fancied a man. No, right. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm 55, and listen, all my <laughs> friends... Well, sorry, some of my friends are listening, are doing things, and I've got the balls, excuse the pun, to admit. Yes. I promise you, listen, as you get older, don't knock it till you've tried it. I've never actually <laughs> tried it. No, well, don't knock on. it, then. Well, I'm not knocking it. Well, I'm just try worried it. about you saying you see beauty in men. That's cobblers. Now, you are you are squirming and, and you are showing limpness by what you're doing. But... Now, be honest. Be honest. OK, I'll be honest this time. What was the Have question? Have you ever got drunk and been dirty and fancy a man? Come. Why is it dirty to fancy a man? 
Well, it's, it's dirty. It's better when you fancy, when you're dirty and you fancy a woman. I mean, it's the same thing, isn't it? Oh dear God. I don't ever come out to school and fancy a, a woman. Do you know what I mean? Do you? What? Now, no, I have, I haven't. Are you asking if I've ever had sexual relations with a gentleman? Absolutely not. Let, bearing in mind that it's half term. Let's so let's not get too graphic. I have never, Terry. That's I, personal. That's I, Terry, uh, thank you. I've never fancied a man, but I can recognise that some men are attractive. How old are you? I'm thirty-two. I bet by the time you're fifty-two, yes, you'll want to have sex with a man. And I've never had sex with men. So you want to have, but you want to have sex with a man. I don't know. I don't know what I want. Really, I'm just telling you something. But well, I don't know what you're telling me. You're telling me that in 20 years' time... I'm telling time, you I'll that you're grafted, and I fancy you've been in the pub and sometimes yes. either stuck around your mates or with a bird and you fancy the men. But you ain't got the balls to admit you have. Terry, the thing is, though, why don't you believe me when I say I've never, I've never fancied a man because I'm because not Because the gay. way you've tried to squirm out of it. I'm not... saying I see beauty in a man. It's all cobblers, you know that. Richard, Richard... All the gay people <laughs> who are listening to this programme now yes. are going to that Ian, ugh. Yes. Richard Hakia, who does the travel here occasionally, is a big... Richard, Where does he ache? Richard, Richard Hake here. Where does he ache? Where? Sorry? He's here. He aches in his ear. He is a beautiful man. He's a beautiful man. But I don't Why? fancy him. Why not? Because I'm not gay, Terry. But you don't have to be gay to fancy him, man. It's what you're missing. What am I missing? Well, you don't know yet. That's what I'm saying to you. In 20 years' time, you'll understand it. But why have I got to be... You don't have to be gay to fancy him, man. Why have I got to be in my 50s? Well, because it's called experience of life, because at 30 years of age, I'd have said the same as you. I'm advancing you and educating yeah. you. Old Chinese saying, someone old... Oh, I know what's going on. Terry, I know what's going on, mate. I know exactly what's going on. Can I tell you... one second. He knows what's going on. Don't sit down. Get down the car. Go on, sorry. Can I tell you... Can I tell you what's going on? Go on, mate. You're 52. Yes, no, 55. 55. You've got all those kids, all those beautiful kids. Yes. And you'll on. just realise it now. And you I'm, have... just, I'm just... I'm Terry, let me finish, otherwise I'm going to cut you off. You, you're just realising now that yes. your whole life has been a lie and you've lived a heterosexual lifestyle and really you're a homosexual and you're feeling bad that you've missed out nearly. on everything. Can I answer that, please? It, what, can yes, answer that? you can answer Nearly, that. nearly. I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm 55 years of age and I said to your researcher, if you live life once, yes. once, it's not a rehearsal. We all know that crap. It's not a rehearsal. Yes. And yes. listen, listen, yes. don't knock it till you've tried it. I'm, and I haven't tried it. What I'm trying to say is you're you nearly right. It? You're nearly right. I'm not mocking it. We'll, we'll try it then. I got the balls. Sorry, let's try again. Sorry, yes. Uh, Terry, uh, do you think? I think we finished, haven't we now? No, not really, because I want to know if you really fancy a man. I think you have met a few you fancied. Because somebody told me that you fancied one once. <laughs> Who? T oh God! It's like well, when you was limp. When you was limp, I was told when you was limp, yes. North London, that it was nearly there, but you it wasn't quite. Come on, things truthful. It only come out and news the world anyway. Terry, I'm being, what, the thing, why don't you trust people? I do trust you. Trust, well, trust me that I'm telling the you the truth. The bloke who told me the story, I trust more. It will come out in the news. The world. Just come out, it's just to say, well, yeah, that did happen, yeah, come on. But, Terry, I know you're making that up. Making what up? That, that, that you know a bloke. <laughs> I know loads of blokes. But not the bloke that you're talking about. Give me two more minutes. Give me one more minute of this, Chris, and then we'll 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 get onto some exciting stuff. But, but you're but what what why are you making stuff up? I'm confused, Terry. Why are you making up something to back up your oh, argument? You're flapping. You're flapping. You're flapping. Gotcha. You're flapping. I'm not you're flapping flap though. You are, mate. You are. But Terry, you're. you're I don't understand why. I probably ruined your weekend, mate. I'm no, sorry. au contraire. Listen, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Terry, you've listen, not. The truth. Oh, the God. truth. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Look, I've come on the radio and admitted it. Yeah. You've got the balls to admit it. Yeah. Admit what though? 
Uh, Terry, I'll admit I'm limp. Okay. Thank you very much. I have not got a clue. I have not got a clue. Oh eight seven oh nine oh nine seven three is the telephone number. <laughs> I've not got a clue what is going on. He's got balls though. He's not limp. You, you've got to admit that. Oh dear. Jerry's on the motorway twenty five. All right, Ian. Hello, Jerry. I uh, just found out to say about your school plays and all that. Yeah, go on. I used to go to them, but I, I got banned. You, you used to go and see your kids in school plays? Yeah. But, but you, why did you get banned? Because I'd fall asleep. Oh, no. And you didn't start snoring, did you? Yeah, I do. Oh, now, wh- who, what, wh- who was in the play? My, my eldest daughter. Yeah. And Simon, my son. Yeah. And what uh, plays were they in? Oh, um, Oliver. Oh, God. And I can't remember what my daughter's one was, but I just, I fall asleep. I do it, in the, I do it on the bus, I do it in the, um, dentist, dentist, I do it in the doctor's. Are you, are you a bit, is, is it, are you narcoleptic? No, no. It's just lazy? I fall asleep. Because you're bored, oh man, I, I used to be like you, I used to be able to fall asleep at the drop of a hat, if it was a boring hat, I could fall asleep. <laughs> but now I, I'm, I struggle, so you, you fall asleep in the, uh, the thing is, well, the school plays, they're in the evening, you've had a hard day's work, you're in a dark room sitting down, watching something boring, that your kid is probably only in for about five minutes. No, Go- I can't even use that excuse because they used to be in the afternoon. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, man. So how, what happened? Did the teacher, did the headmistress just say, look, sorry, mate? Well, Don't the first come time back. my wife dug me in the ribs. Yeah. Because <laughs> I snored out loud. Mm. And then uh, my wife wouldn't go with me. Yeah. Because there used to be two places. She used to go to one, I used to go to the other. Yeah. And then I used to have the other kids' mothers elbow me. <laughs> Jerry, it's, it, it sounds hellish. The school play has got to be the most awful thing you can make your parents sit through, isn't it? Now, he fell asleep in it. I, I would still like a parent to call in and confess. It's very warm in here. Don't confess that, but the, uh, it is very warm. I'd still like a parent to call in and confess. Yes, I saw the school play. It was boring. Not only was it boring, my child was rubbish in it. Can anyone say that hand on heart, my child was rubbish in a school play? They can't act. They're seven years old. Oh eight seven oh nine oh nine oh nine seven three is the telephone number. Uh, you can email uh, Ian I A I N at lbc dot co dot uk. There's lots of emails coming in. I'll print some of these off. Uh, yes, you could certainly do that. Um, I wish I could try and remember the song from my school play, but I can't remember any of them. Can't remember any of them. And Chris muffed up, of course, entirely, uh, missing out a whole page so that Jesus doesn't get his gold, or his frankincense, or his myrrh. How the hell is that gonna help things? Also, if you've never been in a school play, today is the day. Give us a call, and let's see if we can work something out. Let's workshop something. Let's get a school play live on LBC 97.3. I think we can make it work. And always, also, there's always the fat kid. Without being rude, shouldn't say that probably, but who can't really sing and doesn't really want to be in it. But kind of equal opportunities, let's get the kid who's not that good at doing stuff, let's put him in it. He's kind of made to be in it, isn't he? And he just can't sing all, uh, at all. Oh eight seven oh nine oh nine oh nine seven three is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Chris, any chance of putting a phone call through here? We have got two minutes. Well, I'm, I'm filling, but it's only so much filling I can be bothered to do. It's the weekend, just sitting there doing his his nails. But I'm, I'm on a roll because I can't be on a roll for four minutes. Now we've only got a mi- now we've only got a minute until the break. Claire in the South Mims. Hello, Claire. Hi, I'll be very quick then. No, don't be quick. What it is, is Chris has made it sound like we've got no callers. We have at least nine callers racked up, ready to go. And Chris is just sitting there doing, oh, it's the weekend, I'm taking the, the girlfriend's mum out for the weekend, is it? Oh, lovely, no. 
Claire, what is she? She's gone. She's gone. She hung up there. She hung up on me. The flipping hell is going on. Get her back. She just hung up on me. Wasn't that boring, was I? Who, who's, who are you? Hi there, it's Adriana. Hello, you're on the radio. Yes, I am. Yes, you, I know you are. <laughs> am I? Yes. Hi there, it's Adriana. That's you. Yeah, uh, all right. Yes, I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> am I? Yes. Hi, Adriana. That's you. Uh, yeah, all right. Yes, I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> am I? Yes. Hello. Hello, yes. Yeah. How can you say the school player boring? Have, have you got any children? No. Hello. Hello, yes. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. You're on the radio. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? So how can you say the school player boring? I don't think you've got any children, have you? Hello? Hello? I'm Gary King. A call to me on 09016 double... I don't know what happened the, the last five minutes of the show. Yeah, no, I, I don't have children. Yes, I think school plays are boring. We, I've been in them. So don't say, oh, you're being so unfair because you, you haven't got kids. You can't comment on them. I've been in them. That gives me more right to comment on them than parents who just go and see their kids in them. <clears throat> my voice is getting... Someone's asked if we're using a voice g- disguiser today, because my voice is a little bit different. I don't know. I think I may be losing my voice. Anyway, that's irrelevant. 0870 They're rubbish, aren't they? They, they? they are rubbish, and it's not me, you know... Oh, isn't everything rubbish to try and be controversial? School plays genuinely are rubbish. If they weren't rubbish, if they were any good, they'd be on in the West End. But they're not! Saying that, though, that's an idea, isn't it? Getting a school play in the West End, there's something there, isn't it? What I really genuinely want is someone to call in and say, Ian, I've seen my child in a school play, they couldn't act or sing, and it was awful. 0870 Tony, uh, in the Eyesworth, has emailed in, Ian, in my nativity play at school, to make... Uh, this is, now, this is another thing they te- teachers do. To make sure everyone got a part, there were 25 wise men. We each had to come from a different part of the world with a gift for Jesus. I wore a kilt, and my line was, I come from Scotland, and I bring Royal Scots biscuits for the baby Jesus. <laughs> and that's... I quite like that. Um, um, Ian, this is from Marie, from the Bellingham. I played the part of a white dog. You could fix that door. Thank you, Agent Chris. I don't know what's going on. He's in a very odd mood. I think, I think he's in, I think he's feeling horny or something. I don't know. He's in an odd mood. Ian, I played the part of a white dog in Jack and the Beanstalk. Sorry, didn't speak. I was a dog man. I was told to act like one, fall on my back and stick my legs in order for me to be tickled on my stomach. I think I've been scarred for life. I think you would have done. Kay is in the pinner. Hello, Kay. Hi, hi. Hi, hi, hi. I didn't call, really, I didn't call about the um, school or whatever, but I have been to school plays, I, was, I should say. There are boys. Okay, turn your radio off, turn your radio off. Sorry? Can you turn your radio off? Oh, sorry, okay. That's I'm all right. Car, I'm so sorry. Hey, 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 whoa, hey, don't worry. So you've been <laughs> to see your children in school plays and your children were rubbish. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't say they're rubbish. Okay, I want you to say, I have seen my children in school plays and the children were rubbish. Say it. Okay, they were rubbish. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. The first honest parent we've ever had on this show. Well done. They're kids. They can't act. Sorry? They're kids. Of course they're going to be rubbish. They can't act. Exactly. 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 Um, 
So, but the thing is, of course, to say you make me so much laugh. I'm driving, and I was like, I was laughing my head off on the, yes. you know, behind the wheel because you were talking to that guy. You were saying to, are you gay and all that? It was oh, so ter- funny. Terry in the city. I'm very suspicious of Terry's motives. I fear he's he's lived a whole uh, his life has been a, a, a sad sham of a lie, and he's feeling a little bit miserable about it now, as he would do if he'd wasted 55 years with the wrong partner. <laughs> but bless him, I'm sure he'll sort himself out. Well, maybe. Uh, I hope so. Yes. I love your show, I love your voice, and I always talk... My wife? I didn't know if you're gay or you're not, but right. anyway. <laughs> well... Anyway. Anyway. it's Well, it's out there now. I've, I've come out of the closet, I'm a heterosexual. Now, But now it makes it sound like I've got a thing against gays, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, I'm not gay. I'm not, I'm not gay. Well, that makes me sound like a, I don't like gays. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm in a heterosexual sport. My name's Ian, I'm a heterosexual. And I just don't know how to deal with it. Oh, dear. It doesn't matter what you are as long as you're having a great time. Good luck to you. It's the weekend. Uh, Ian. Lucy in the Campbell here. Uh, says, I was at a disadvantage at my secondary school. In the year above me was the very dubious Jude Law. And so most of the plum rolls went to him. Well, hang on, Lucy. Jude is a fella, isn't he? Is he? I'm never quite sure. I think he is. And you're a lady. My only, one and only role was as a prison cell bar, which really was just an excuse to prop up some very dodgy scenery. During rehearsal, it fell on my shin, I ended up in A&E. That was the end of that. Take some more of your calls in a minute, but we do do this thing every now and then. Three times a week we're doing it at the moment, we've been kind of good. Uh, where you can nominate someone, uh, a friend or a relative, to receive a phone call from me, a random phone call from me. We normally do them about two, half past two. Uh, and I have a little chitty chat with them, and then they can ask me any question they want. One question. I, I will not be offended by any of the questions I get asked. Uh, and, um, I will give them an honest answer. Today we had the second best question I think we've had. This is the email we got. Ian, please can you phone, phone my boyfriend Chris? He is a northern monkey and can't understand what you say half the time, but he still loves your show and will be dead chuffed to hear from you. In fact, he chose the flat we currently live in, in Brighton. It's on top of a hill and therefore we can listen to you and Clive Ball. Brackets, his favourite presenter. It's a bit tight. Uh, thanks, Sadie uh, in Brighton. P.S. Can you put the Chris in the Hemel clips on the podcast? We probably can't, I'm afraid, but I did phone up uh, Chris, the Northern Monkey, and this is what happened. Hello. Hello, is that Chris? Hello, yes. The Northern Monkey? Who's that? Are you a Northern Monkey? Possibly. Who's that? You sound like a cheeky Northern Monkey. You know, your accent's not very strong, though, for a Northern Monkey. Oh, that's because I'm talking quietly. I'm in uh, the library at uni. Oh, you're in... You're, why, well, talk loudly, man. It's a library. You should be allowed to talk as loud as you want. I should be, but I'm not allowed to. Okay, Sorry, fine. <laughs> hey, do you know someone called Sadie? Uh, unfortunately, yes. Yes, now, she <laughs> t- she's the one. Basically, this is Ian Lee on LBC 97.3. Hello, mate. How's it going, man? You all right? Um, well, yeah, a bit shocked, but... Do, do, hey, don't be shocked. What are you doing in the library? Are you actually doing some work, or are you just dossing uh, around? No, I'm actually applying for jobs. Oh, wow. What kind of job are you applying for? Uh, network rail at the moment. Electrical engineering. Electrical name. engineering. Well, that will be good, and maybe... That's interesting, isn't it? Well, I have nothing to say to that. There is, there, there is no comedy response to electrical engineering, <laughs> as you well know. Uh, now, listen, uh, I've got an email from Sadie, and she says, you like the show, but your favourite presenter is Clive Ball. Well, that's really her favourite presenter, to be honest. Oh, really? And who's your favourite presenter? Uh, well, actually, it's mine as well. Oh, You're man! You're a close second. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't mind being a close second to Clive. He's my showbiz. Clee, you are allowed to, by the laws of this silly feature, you're allowed to ask me one question, any question you want, and I will give you a truthful answer. Okie dokie. 
Uh, who do you think Barry is? Who do I think Barry is? Yes. I've got to give you a truthful answer. You do. I... Barry... Chris, I've got to go. Thank you very much. All right, cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Now, we bleeped out... The thing is, if it's a question that uh, I don't want everyone else to know the answer to, we bleep it out. So if you want to ask me, or you want a friend or a relative to ask me a question that you've heard bleeped out, for example, how much do I get paid? Who do I think Barry is? Uh, what's the fifth prime number? We didn't bleep, bleep that one, did we? No, that one went out on there. We should have bleeped it. We should have bleeped that one. Uh, then send me an email, Ian, I-A-I-N, at lbc.co.uk, with their number, their name, a tiny little bit about them, not too much. Uh, and then we will give them a call. Uh, we are talking about school plays. Claire is in the South Mims. Hello, Claire. Hello, sorry you got cut off. Yes, did we? Now, yes, hello. Hello. Um, just to say that I made a fantastic career out of school plays. When I was seven, yes. I was a rock. <laughs> there we go, good work. When I was nine, I was a tree and I had two lines and it was a French play. My first line was, quel dommage. What? And my second line was, oui d'accord. Well, now there are two things wrong with this. Firstly, trees don't speak. We all know that. <laughs> Secondly, wh- wh- why was it in French? That's a bit poncy. I have no idea. Was I don't that... remember anything else about it apart from the fact... Well, was the whole play in French? Yeah, the whole play was in French. And you were nine? Yeah. They shouldn't make nine-year-olds learn foreign languages. I know, I know. Anyway, I, I went on to far better things. Mm. When I was in year six, which was when I was about ten or eleven, I was St. Bernadette in the story of Lourdes. What? And I, the thing that took me by complete surprise was the fact that everybody laughed at me at the end when I came on to the oh. stage wearing a full wimple. Oh, they laughed at you because you were dressed up as a nun? Yes. But why were the... Why... It is quite funny, isn't it, I suppose? I Nuns are funny. <laughs> but I wasn't expecting it at all, because when, when we'd rehearsed it, no, obviously, the place was full of nuns, so they were used to seeing me... were used to seeing people dressed up as nuns. Yeah. But, it sounds uh, like the most poncy, pretentious school in the world. No, it was a really tiny little school, and it wasn't poncy or pretentious at all, but oh. they, they couldn't really afford anything except, I suppose, they must have already had the costumes. Th- that, there you go, you see, that was it. And would you, were you any good in it, Claire? Did you think, do you know what, this is, this is it, this is the dream, I'm, go- I'm gonna become an actor? I don't remember what I said. I think I was just completely bemused by the whole thing. Yeah. I've done an awful lot since, and by the way, I went to see my daughter last year, and she was Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz at her school, she any, was fantastic. Any, no, now, seriously, Claire, any good? She was. Seriously. She was very, very good. Is she listening to this? She's just got into the car. Ah! <laughs> Listen, cough twice if she was rubbish. <laughs> no, she wasn't rubbish. She was really I, good. I don't believe a word you're saying to me. But well done, Claire. I, well done there. Um, mm, uh, Gary's in the Marlebone. Hello, bruv. Hello, my friend. How are you doing? Ah, what's, what's up with you today? What do you mean? Hey, what? You've been so stroppy with people. What's going on? I've not been stroppy with people. Oh, you have. You're getting not right. You, you back on that coffee? What? You've been drinking coffee? I've been you? drinking no coffee. I'm on, I've had a blooming mint, peppermint tea. Oh, well, uh, serious. You know, the way you haven't had, Pete, well... I'd Gary, who have I been... This is unprecedented. Who have I been having a go at? Uh, um, uh... Well, I've lost count now, and not everybody comes... But it's just like the way you've been jumping down everybody's throats straight away. I've like. jumped down no-one's throats! What are you Please, lying for? Shut that door, shut that door, you in? 
He, he was coming in and he was making a noise. The thing is, Chris had muck, mucked up before the news. I had four minutes. He should have put a call through. He's just sitting there playing around with his PSP. He should have put a call through. You've always got you've always got an answer, you ain't you? Of course, of course I have, Gary, because I'm never wrong. Oh, never. You're, you're like a woman. Women are never wrong, are they? You wish I was like a woman. I apologise, Liam. Have a listen to this. I apologise, Liam, for swearing on his show. That's you, Gary. No, 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 no. That's you. Got a wink of a lady. Now, Gary, I'll jump down your throat if you don't stop being such a naughty boy and smack your legs. Now, I have not been short. I've not been short with anyone. No, seriously, you have, bruv. I was really surprised at you. What do you? All right, all right. Let's. Okay. What? If you think I have, I I trust your opinion. (laughs) I'm laughing. Sorry. (laughs) What do you think I should do, Gary? Give me some tips. Calm down a bit, bruv. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm. you sort of have to deep breathe, don't you? You know, like, get a plastic bag and keep breathing in one no, of them. No, no, by the way, London, do not breathe into a plastic bag. That's suicide. <laughs> Gary, I think I'm a bit stressed out because we're, we're getting rid of three of the correspondents today. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you want me to be the judge or... Uh, any suggestions we should get rid of? Well, I don't know, um, let me see, what was that? You just go through them and I'll tell you. Doctor Who correspondent, Yasser. No, no, he's all right, he's Do you all reckon right. he's, he was yeah. on Clive Ball's show the other day, slagging me off? Yeah, but he, he just, he just didn't know where he was at the time. He did. does you get confused, I mean? he doesn't he? He doesn't seem like he's 100% on the ball, but... D- go on, here, he's all right. Okay, um, the Slough correspondent... I ain't even heard that one. No, nor have I, actually. No, no, that's got to go, hasn't it? Well, maybe, OK. Well, get him the call in. Splash the Fish correspondent. Oh, no, that was all right. Yeah, yeah spa- I like the Splash Fish correspondent. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Susan's grandson, Charlie correspondent. She's not called in much. No, I've never heard that one either, no. but no. No, that's... Gary, that's, we'll that's be... That's pretender, yeah. We will be getting rid of some of them later on. I shall try and be oh, nicer for the rest of the show. Lovely. Good on you. Thank you very much, sir. Bye-bye. I don't think I was being nasty to anyone, really. It's the weekend, that's what it is. We're all a bit tired. I was at the gym today. Oh, man, it was hard work at the gym today. Pumping off. Then doing some weights. It was terrible. 0870 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, it's time now, though, to get the latest LBC 97.3 travel news with Simon Bennett. Thanks, Ian. The M25. There. Uh, and how rubbish they are and how your kids in them are, are, are rubbish. And if anyone can remember lines or songs from your school plays, give us a call. 870 Now, by coincidence, Helen behind the glass, who's now singing Sweeney Todd... Uh, is also behind the glass for Anna Raber. Excellent Anna Raber show. And there was a phone call received during that show for me. It was for me, wasn't it, Helen? Definitely for me. Uh, it was a gentleman whose name we don't know. He said he's been listening to my show for 20 years. I don't know. Uh, and he's an actor. Now, we don't know who he is. I'm, Chris, I'm going to phone him. Is that all right? Should we... This could be horrible. We don't know his name, so let me... I, I know how to do this now, so I press that. Press dial. O two. Dial. Now let's see. Let's see who this is. I don't. This could be. It could backfire horribly. Fingers crossed. It'd be fine. It was a gentleman. It was a man, was it? Okay. Hello. Oh, hello. This is Ian Lee on LBC ninety-seven point three. You're on the radio right now. Right. Um, a gentleman called up LBC about an hour ago to say he was a big fan of mine. Okay, we wouldn't know about that because you've got through to reception again. Oh no! Oh, just quick, cut, cut them off, cut them off, cut them off, quick. How do I cut them off? Are they gone? Are they gone? They've gone. They've gone. I didn't. I've never had to dial nine before. How has that changed? Oh, did you, have you done something there? Because I've never, I have never had to, it wasn't my own fault, because I've never had to dial nine before. All right, nine. 
<laughs> every week. They must get... So, the thing is, we try and sneak past them when we come in, because they, they kind of give us a dirty look. They're lovely down there on the reception. We love them all, but we waste their time when, they've got, when they're dealing with Toby Anstis and the thief. We're wasting their time. Let's try this one. Now, is this... A, this is not ringing. You have dialed incorrectly. Oh, right. All right, let me try it one more time. You don't dial a nine, do you, from this? I'm going to try... Oh, no, that's reception phoning us. Hang on. Hello? Oh. Oh, I've broken the phones. Chris, the phones are broken. Right, okay, Chris, you do it from yours. Hang on a minute, I'll come, I'll come out to you, don't worry. Don't worry! Doesn't matter, doesn't matter. There you go, thanks very much. Okay, no, don't put reception through, because they'll, they'll tell me off. Just dial, dial, oh, God. Something's off, because I didn't dial nine. This is, oh, this is awful. What could have been a, a fun feature has turned into a farce. Pain in the farce. Oh, there's a good name for an album. Pain in the farce. Please don't have dialed reception. Please don't be a reception. Please don't be a reception. They're very nice. I might ask them out for a, for a drink, because they're lovely. All three of them. Oh, dear. Dun, dun, dun. Washing Arrested Development, Series 3. Last night is very good. There's a character in it called Rub Blah Blah. Let's keep no. Let's keep going. Let's let's go with this. Gemma in the Boreham Wood. Hi. Oh, hang on. Oh, it's a f- ha- now, Gemma. I'm not talking to you. Hang on one second. Hello. This is Ian Lee on London's LBC ninety-seven point three. I believe you've been listening to me for the last. It's a f- fax machine. It's awful. How do we get rid of the last six minutes? Have we got... We haven't got a six-minute dump button, have we? It's only seven seconds. Gemma in the Bournemouth, I apologise. What could have been a lot of fun has has turned into a pain in the farce. It's fine. How are you? Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, same. I go skiing tomorrow morning. Really? Oh! Yeah. For how long? For a week. I'm very envious. I would love to have a holiday at the moment. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. can Can I come with you? You can come with me with pleasure. All righty, with pleasure. Wow, I'm there. Pleasure. Yes. No, I <laughs> better know, not. You know my mum from Lapland. Oh, that, um, Karen? Yeah. Karen in the Boreham Woods. She's Karen mental. Karen she is. What do you think of her new fella? Because we're not sure about him. I think he's nice. Yeah, do you, okay. is she listening to you? No, she's not actually. Well, then let's, inside. let's speak, let's speak girl to girl, because he seemed like an all right fella, but no, I thought. he is. He's a nice guy. He really is. Are you sure? Yes, I am sure, in, and he's really lovely to my mum. In what way is he lovely? Well, not in, in, how is he lovely to your mum? Does he b- buy lots of nice presents? No, he's just perfectly oh. lovely to her. Doesn't doesn't buy her presents? I don't know if he buys her presents. He probably does, probably doesn't. He, he took her. He took her to Lapland. He did take her to but, Lapland. But it was that full was of kids. Nice. That was full of kids, though. <laughs> and you. Yeah, and me, messing around. <laughs> it was good, though, in Lapland. We loved it. Anyway, Gemma, what can I do for you? You're saying that school plays are rubbish? Yeah, they are. Well, I've only recently just stopped being in a school play, and it's unfair. You've stopped being in a school play? Well, no, I'm, like, how old am I? I'm 16. Right, okay. So, my last school play I was in was how long ago? Probably when I was, like, 11. Okay. So that's not that long ago, and I always thought they were quite good. Five years. But, what, but seriously, though, what, what made you think they were good? It's just because you're in it. Well, if you were to go and watch it now, you'd go, No, you do oh, think you've got a load of, like, 
talentless kids. Yeah, and they're doing like, a rubbish play, that, and they can't <laughs> sing or dance or act. No, because, like, you, you work on it, and then they, like, produce this thing that actually turns out to be quite good. No, they don't, but you, they think they do. You, you, you think they do, because <laughs> they, they But they, everyone has to have a part, so you've got all these kids coming on that don't need to be on, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. 45 minutes too long, and once your bit is finished, your parents are, like, looking at their watch going, can we, is it all right to go now? Do we have to stick around for the end? We, she's finished, we can go, can't we? Gemma, they're embarrassing. I tell you what, there was a school play at my school this week, and well, loads of people I know were in it, and they were like, come and see it, come and see it, and oh. I didn't go. I did keep making excuses. Because you knew it was going to be rubbish. Well, I saw the rehearsals during my drama lesson, and yeah. it didn't look... Now, Gemma, in that case, you were in a school play fairly recently, five years. Uh, yeah. Although it's, it's a third of your life. Uh, it is a third of my life. Can you remember any of the songs or anything from it? Um, I can remember one song that I sung on my own. Let's have it. Oh, no, I don't want to sing Dude, it. They're tough, you've got to sing it. I can't. But you have to. Um, okay. No, no, I can't. Yes, you can, Gemma. Can... Alien. Gemma, sing the song, <laughs> or otherwise there'll be trouble. Come on. Uh, this was when I was, like, in year two, though. It was Brilliant. about Brilliant. six. Brilliant. Let's have it, then. <laughs> no. Gemma, just sing it. Um, oh, good. Um, <laughs> there in our lonely world, talking to machines. That's all I can remember. Thank God for that. <laughs> What's that, hero? <laughs> Gary from the Marleybone does sound like Billy Mitchell from EastEnders. Very much so. Mark's on the motorway 25. Hello, Mark. Hello. Hello there. Um, going on with this, uh, school play stuff that you're talking about. Yes. I went to my daughter's Christmas nativity this year, and, um, I think they call it Equal Opportunities Gone Mad, because my daughter played a dinosaur. Um, there was also a giraffe, yes. a gorilla, and several other animals that I don't think really should have appeared in a Christmas nativity. But um, they thought it would be fun. All I can say is it was it was a nightmare because no one actually knew what the animals were supposed to be. It was that bad. It, it's good to... There was a dinosaur in the nativity, wasn't there? Wasn't there? <laughs> is there? I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've read the Bible. Was there... I'm sure there's a dinosaur in it. Well, if there was, I'd like to have seen it. But, yes. um, so the, the, costume, sure the costumes were all a little bit rubbish, were they? It was cardboard. Mm, yes, you can't make a dinosaur out of cardboard. That's insanity. She was supposed to be a Stegosaurus. She looked more like um, an anteater. Well, and was she any good or was she rubbish? Uh, be honest. Well, honestly, it was awful because she's shy anyway. And to yeah. dress up as something that we didn't recognise that was supposed to be a dinosaur yeah. made it worse. Mark, thank you very much. That's that thing, isn't it? When kids do bring you pictures and you go, what? Was that a picture of Daddy? No, no, it's, it's a flipping helicopter going around the moon. Oh, well, sorry about that. And it crushes them. Kids can't draw. Kids can't act. Kids can't do much. That's why they're kids. They learn how to do things. It's as simple as that. I'm not knocking them. I was a kid once. I love them. They're great. But they can't do much, and they aren't much use to anybody, are they? Oh eight seven oh nine oh nine oh nine seven three is the telephone number, uh, if you want to give us a call. Also, I got told off the other day for not making the bed. Didn't make the bed. My... I can't believe people still make the bed. Is there any need to make the bed? Because when, when you get up in the morning, okay, the bed is in the perfect position for sleeping, because you've been sleeping in it all night, so it's contoured exactly to the outline of your body. So why would you waste, I don't know, what is it, two minutes these days, two and a half minutes to make a bed? Why would you waste that much time? Just get up, leave it, get back in, maybe plump up the pillows a little bit when you get back in, but that's all you need to do. The, I genuinely believe that if you make the bed, you're wasting your life and you're a little bit of an idiot. Why? And also, this is, I was talking about this to Chris, and he was saying that he, he tucks in the duvet 
So, yeah, yes, exactly the look I had on my face standing behind a glass. He tucks in the duvet. Now, if you're an old-fashioned person from the First World War and you're still using sheet and blankets, of course you tuck it in. That's all part of the charm of using those things. But tucking in a duvet... That's insanity, isn't it? The, 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 the benefit of the duvet is that it's all freeform. It's kind of like jazz. Anything goes, man. You can have it here, have it there. 0870-9090-973. If you make the bed, you're an idiot. Because you're wasting your time. You, you could be doing so, much, so many better things in the morning instead of making the bed. And if you have a go at someone for making the bed, not making the bed, then you, I think it's genu- genuinely, generally, girls that make the bed, and blokes that are quite happy to leave it as it is. 0870 is the telephone number. Uh, we still want uh, to discuss the school plays. If anybody can remember lines or songs from your school play, give us a call. And let's be honest, kids, they're good fun, but they're rubbish at stuff. It's because they're kids. And we will be getting rid of three of the correspondents from the correspondent list at some point during this show. 0870 Oh, man, alive. It's the weekend. Things are kind of winding down. In particular, Agent Chris's attitude to his job is winding down, which I think is vaguely inappropriate. What are we talking about? Getting rid of three of the correspondents at some point today. Keep listening to find out when. We've had none of the... Co- Chris, how many correspondents have called in to be part of the daily correspondent update? Two, oh, two have called in, have they? Well, that's okay. Two out of fifty. Well, those two, their jobs are probably safe, but three are definitely, definitely going to go. Um, Ian, I've just come back from the doctor's and he's told me I have shingles. Help, help, help. Angela, there's nothing I can do. You want some chamomile? That'll put that on, that'll do. Shouldn't give out medical advice, but that's, that'll be fine. And have a, have a stiff gin. That'll probably help. Pro- no, don't. Go and, whatever. Uh, we're getting, uh, we're talking about school plays being a load of old rubbish. Can, I, I, can anyone phone in and say, do you know what, I, uh, I saw my daughter in a uh, school play when she was 11, and it was groundbreaking. It was a breathtaking performance. Can anyone genuinely say that, or do you just think that because it's your kid? Oh, wait, 7090909973. And do you know when you make the bed, it's a waste of time, you're an idiot, there's no need to do it, because when you get up in the morning, you, when you, you know when you get into bed, Okay, freshly made bed. It takes 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour sometimes to get the bed into the right place and the sheets and the, the pillows in the right place for you. If you don't make the bed, you don't need to do that. You can just slip into the same position you are in last night. You're sorted. Simple as. Sheila's in the cock fosters. You agree with me, don't you, Sheila? No, I don't. You're so lazy. What are you talking about? You lazy boy. You silly woman. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're crying. I'm not crying, no. I'm laughing. I think you're funny. Well, no, so... Yeah, d- but you're very lazy. There's definitely a, differ- a difference in making a bed or not. Well, d- tell me why, Sheila. Well, I find... On the very, 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 very old occasion old when woman. I've done what you do... Yes? I just don't fall asleep. I've got to get up in the middle of the night, turf my husband out... Oh, and God. And we have to make the bed. And it doesn't take 10, 15 minutes. I, I would, I would hate being in bed with you, Sheila. <laughs> Turfing me out in the middle of the night when I'm nice and comfortable oh, yeah, and asleep. On occasion, yes, because it's just so uncomfortable. The sheets are all wrinkly. I mean, it's horrible, but it doesn't take ten minutes. It takes at the most between three and four minutes. I mm. mean, today it's so easy. You've got a duvet. Yeah, I know. I know what kind of person you are, Sheila. Do you? I bet you're the kind of person that even brushes out the breadcrumbs from the toast. 
No, I don't do that. So you leave them in the bed? No, I leave... <laughs> I don't eat in bed. What do you mean you don't eat in bed? I... I... You know, I, I don't eat in bed. I might have a drink. My husband brings me up a cup of coffee every morning. With a bit of gin in it. But I was, I was having, is this bad then? I was, last night, I was in the, the bedroom. Yeah. I was watching DVDs. Right. I was in bed. Yeah. And I was eating my dinner. In bed. Yeah, but then everything goes under the cover. And what's wrong with that? You change the sheets once every two months. That's fine. <laughs> Oh, dear, I wouldn't like to be your girlfriend or wife. Well, that's a shame, because I was going to ask you out on a romantic date no this weekend, you? Sheila, no, but... not the way you live. Uh, well, yeah, Jane, and, well, uh, can we agree on something? That for Agent Chris is an idiot for tucking in his duvet. Tucking in the duvet? Who does a thing like that? Agent Chris, I just told you, love! <laughs> well, I've never heard of anyone tucking in their duvet. Well, you, you... You're lying! You've just heard of it! I've just told you! Yeah, you're all right! I know your tricks now! What tricks? I've just told you! The way you talk! Look... What? What is going on? Why are we falling out? Listen, he actually takes a duvet... Yes? ...and he tucks it all in all the way round. Um, did I just utter the phrase, Agent Chris tucks in his duvet? <laughs> well, that's what it means, Sheila! He tucks it in! Yeah, but I mean, that, that's crazy. Thank that, you. I, I agree with you. That's yes. crazy. Yes. I, I like my duvet spread out all over the bed with it hanging over the edges. It's pretty. Good girl. She- I know I am. Sheila, any what? idea which correspondence we should get rid of? How about this Doctor Who correspondent? I haven't heard, I haven't heard it, actually. No, what, the correspondent update? No, I haven't got what? round to that. You've not heard it? No. We do it every day, daily, yeah, at 5.38 part, daily. No, that part I haven't heard, actually, because I'm busy cooking the dinner. But we do it every day. I know, I'll have to listen today. It's daily. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give my judgement on Monday. I'll tell you what, Sheila, can we call you back at 5.37 and get you to listen to it? All right, then. Is that all right? Yes, okay. Agent Chris will call you at 5.37. Okay, speak to you then. Speak to you then, bye-bye. Bye. Bye bye. Then listen to it. We do it. We do it every single day. Uh, are we flog? Is there a dead horse in the studio that I'm flogging? Is that what I'm doing? Who else hasn't listened to the five thirty eight daily? Co- Who else doesn't know what I mean when I say the five thirty eight daily correspondent update? If you've never heard what is the the only feature we've got in this show, I'm telling them off, Helen behind the glass. I am. I'm working at this. Then you've got to work at it as well, London. For God's sakes. It's a two-way partnership. You've got to put in nearly more effort than I'm putting in. If you don't know what I'm talking about when I say the 538 Daily Correspondent Update, would you give me a call and admit it to me, please? 0870-9090-973. Sandra's in the Hackney. Sandra, you've heard of the Daily Correspondent Update, haven't you? I haven't, actually. What? What? (laughs) What? When are you listening to the show? I don't listen often. We're first-time callers. But, But you... But you must... Oh. No, no. <sighs> Any idea what the 538 Daily Correspondent update would be? Mmm, not really. You're corresponding at 5.30 with somebody, some people, someone. What have you called in for, Sandra? Basically, um, you've been talking about um, school plays being rubbish. Yes. Um, my seven-year-old son, Paul, has been it's actually disgusted with what he's actually hearing. Yeah, well, why, is it, quite why, upset. why isn't Paul talking to me? He will talk to you, actually. Okay, we've only got... Listen, can we come... Can we? Can you wait a couple of minutes? I've got to go to the news now. Okay, no problem. Right, you look after the little one. We'll be back in a minute, Sandra. Oh, wait, 7090909073. Can you call in? 
Maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe we should get rid of all of the correspondence and just it, imagine it was a bad dream. Never mention it again. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously considering that and just, just I'm, I'm a little bit angry. If you don't know what we're talking about when we say the 538 Daily Correspondent Update, which the last two weeks I've been very, very good at explaining what it is. Very good at it. Give us a call and let us know. Uh, also, uh, school plays are rubbish, and if you make your bed, you're wasting your life away. At the World Cup in extra time, it's Joe. Okay, okay, I'm, I've calmed down a little bit. But are there other bits of the show that... Uh, uh, okay, have you ever heard of Triple M? We do that every day. We do that every day. Do you know what that is? Do you know what the correspondent update is? Maybe what we need to get... We, we, maybe we need to go back to basics. Maybe we need to get... Uh, start talking about the news. We should have uh, an expert in every hour. And maybe a psychic once a week. That might be quite good. And then do fashion. Maybe we could do that. It's, maybe that's what we'll do next week. Let's see. Anyway, before the break, I was speaking to Sandra in the Hackney. Hello, Sandra. Hello, hi. Hi, hello, hello, hi. Hello, yes. Hi. Now, your son is seven, He's uh, and he agrees with me that school plays are rubbish. He does not agree with that at all. Okay, sorry, what was his point? He's trying to say that he thinks you're, you're not being very nice. Okay. He was very good in his play. Okay, now, Sandra. Mm-hmm. Was he good in his play? He was excellent. Was he excellent, though? Yes, he was. This is, you put me in all conditions, I know he's there, so I can't be too harsh, but I don't <laughs> believe you. Why don't you believe me? Would I have paid to come and see your son in this play? I think you would have paid. I, but I wouldn't have done. The school play, listen, I'm not going to be nasty to your son, of course I'm not, but the school play is only even vaguely interesting to parents, and they're only going, and be honest, Sandra, once yes. your son had finished his bit, you yes. were looking at your watch going, and we've got to stay for the rest of no, this, or can we go? The, no, actually, the play was very entertaining. I was actually quite surprised. I don't believe you. No, seriously. Did you take a bottle of gin in with you? <laughs> Is that, I don't drink. Is that how you got through it? You had a little bit of gin, <laughs> and that, all these kids are good, aren't they? I was extremely entertained. No. <laughs> no, no. Put, your son, put your son on. What's your son's name? Paul. Let's put, let me speak to Paul. Hey, go on then. Hiya. Hey, Paul, how's it Why? going? I'm okay. Why are you saying that my school plays rubbish? Why am I saying what? Why are you saying that my school plays rubbish? Now, I'm not saying that your school plays specifically. I'm saying that all school plays, they're not as good as real plays. No, every school play is wonderful. But what, have you seen every school play? No, well, but I'm just saying, be, be, um, because I know that every single child in this world has, has a really good school play. How, hang on a minute. How, are you omnipotent? How do you know about every single child in the world? It's because I'm just saying that every... Every person is got a good play. Yeah, but the thing and is, and you're though, saying that that they're not. Yeah, I am saying they're not, and I'm right, and I'll tell you why. What what is best, Paul? Is it is, is TV better than plays? No. Be, yeah. Be, thank you. There we go. Be, we got. Be, if this is going to work, Paul, we've got to be honest. Okay, so TV is better than plays. Yeah. So already, no, no, you no, you've said it already. Don't tell your mum. Say, mum, shut up. I'm doing this. Say, say to your mum, mum, shut up, I'm talking to him. No. Say it to her, Paul. No. Say it to her, Paul. No. Tell your mum to shut up. No. Paul, say it to her. No. Paul, say it to her. No. Paul. 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 No. Okay, well, don't. <sighs> he beat me on that one. Fair play. I'm out of breath now. Now, listen. 
TV is better than plays. So plays aren't very good to start with. So a play that's just got load of seven-year-olds in is going to be boring. And yes, your mum's going to think you're good. No, listen, you you can't win this argument with that argument. Your mum's going to say you're good because you're her little soldier. She loves you, but really... No, no, she's telling the truth. I don't think she is. She is. I don't think she is. She is. Would you say you, you would you say you're as good an actor as Laurence Olivier? Yeah, really, 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 really. All right, let's let's do, okay. Let's do a modern comparison. Would you say you're as good an actor as Shane Ritchie in EastEnders? Alfie. Alfie. Oh, yeah. No. Paul. Alfie in EastEnders. Paul, put your put your mum on. Okay, I'm back. So, no, you never went anywhere, Sandra. That's the problem. <laughs> you never went nowhere. You were whispering in his ears. We could have had a decent conversation, and you weren't using him like a ventriloquist dummy. Shame on you. You're one of those pushy stage mothers that wants their kids to become famous because you never did. Actually, he's the one who said he wanted to call you. Because you told him to. I'm not the No, no, no. I, I yeah, so oh, Yes, sh- you shut up now, young man. But it's a bit of respect for your elders. No, not res- you. Res- respect. Respect your elders, young man. I, uh, no, I, I don't have to respect you. Paul, Paul, how old do you think I am, Paul? Um, 99. Right, cut him off. He's a cheeky little sausage. I'm not having any of that. She was a pushy mother. I feel sorry for that boy. I feel very sorry for him. Gabby's travelling France. Hi. Are you travelling France? I'm travelling to France. Oh, you're travelling to France. That's missing. That's, there's, no, what, what, what we, I have in front of me, Gabby, I have a, a screen, which is the, the, the phone box screen, so I can see all the calls that are coming in, and it <laughs> has the name of the caller, a two-word description of what they're talking about. For example, I know you're going to talk about making beds. Yeah. And, and their location. Chris yeah. has typed in, travelling France. <laughs> He's just said to me, oh, I did not have the room to put travelling to France, is it? It's a good, it's a good accent, <laughs> isn't it? So, but there's a big difference between travelling to France and... Can I just put, like, a little number two in between the words? Yeah, Sorry. of course he could have put a number two in, in between. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> he could have fit the word two in there as well. Look at that. <laughs> travelling France means she's in a different country. Travelling to France, she's in this country, Chris. <laughs> Anyway, Gabby, I'm sorry. What may I do for you? Yeah, anyway, talking about making beds and stuff. Why are you going to France? It's rubbish over there. We're skiing. We're going skiing. Yeah. E- ev- everyone's going skiing. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just me, my dad and my sister. Oh, because it's half term next week. Oh, uh, yeah. Busted. Okay, nice one. Excellent stuff. Now, okay, yes, making beds, Gabby. Anyway, making beds. Yes. Um, my friend Katie, she told me that um, making your bed is bad. Yes. Because, um, apparently, when you sleep at night, all the dead skin cells and all your nasty bugs that stick to you during the day fall yes. off. Yes, Well, no, but no bugs don't stick to you during the day. Well, they, 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 they do. Okay. Um, <laughs> they, they don't. What, what does happen at night time, this is absolutely true, is that bugs come out of the woodwork of the bed, and they come and, they come and fill themselves with your blood. No. No! That is true. I've seen. It's true. I've seen it on television. Little bugs come out. Ti- they're tiny. They come out of the woodwork and they suck your blood. Only a little bit, but then they expand and they run off. That's happening every night. So you're talking about vampire bed bugs. I'm. I'm not. Yeah, I'm talking about vampire bed bugs. I don't think that's their real name, but yes, I'm talking about vampire bed bugs. It's true. Someone will call in and back me up on that. I've seen it on the telly. Okay. Well, anyway. Yes. Making your bed is bad, because, okay, so we say germs then. Yes, let's say germs. germs. Nasty little bitty bits come off you, and they kind of stay in your bed, and then you make your bed so they don't have a chance, like, like, go away, like, get airborne and fly away. Many people would say that if you made their bed, your bed, they would go away then. No, because they get trapped. Yeah, exactly, you're right. You're completely right, Gabby. So if you, like, just throw your juvie in the floor or something... 
Out the window, yeah, even why, why has everybody got someone coaching them today? Why can't anyone phone up and just talk to me? Why do you need to... Who's that, who's that saying out the window? That's my sister. Well, tell her to shut up. <laughs> this, this is why I didn't get on with girls when I was younger, because I didn't understand the giggling. Gabby, I'm talking to you. Okay, yeah. Goodness, goodness gracious me. Now, so, and also, the, 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 my argument is, if you make the bed, then you, you, you've got to make the bed all comfortable again when you get in it. Whereas if you just get up in the morning, don't touch it, get into it at night time, it's already in the sleep position, isn't it? Touché. Touché. There we go. What the hell is going on? Stephen says, Ian, I think school plays are cool if you hate people, you can upstage people. My bro did West Side Stories, but I did not like the storyline, but he died in the end, so that bad. Wise, wise words there from Stephen Connell. Oh, and this look, Fiona in the Redhead wants to be a correspondent. Um, mm, no, I don't. I don't need a phone call. I've got. I've got a minute. I can fill that with emails, Chris. Yeah, that's what. What? Why is everyone being so arsy today? For God's sakes, don't check. Just do what you've been doing for the last three months. And as soon as I get a replacement for you, that you can go. Or did I say that out loud? You didn't know about that, did you? That was top secret. <clears throat> Ian, I don't think I'm an idiot. I've done it. Ian, the Doctor Who correspondence update on the Clive Bull show was better than the official update on your show. He just banged on about the dog, which we all already knew about because it had been in the papers like four weeks before. Sack him, says Chris. John in the over says, Ian, I think you should get rid of Yasser. I heard him yesterday on a Clive Ball podcast from this week telling on you for saying that you thought Clive may have had a nose job. If he's trying hard to keep his job, he shouldn't be a traitor on other shows. Get rid of him. There's a Yasser backlash happening. Oh, it's 9790. More of your calls after a bit of this. The newspapers are full of the face. Ha, ha, ha. That little kid beat you out of sight. You lost to his mum and then he whooped you. You resorted to doing a Charlie Wolf. You couldn't win, so you cut him off. Ha, ha, ha. Ian the Wolf. You're wrong, Mick. I didn't do a Charlie Wolf. The kid was getting cut. I can argue with one person at a time. The kid was getting coaching from his mother. That's not fair. Would it be fair if I got my mum in and she coached me? Would be an interesting show, actually. Maybe there's something in that. Uh, do more of your calls and your emails after the latest news. Oh, oh, why are we doing that? Why don't you just say yes? You're going to be on the radio when that line finishes. I've been. Why am I getting bullied today? And why am I whinging like this? Why am I sounding like a girl? Sorry, I apologise for that. I was out behind. I was behind the glass um, talking to Agent Chris. Uh, you had to sound like Sheila from the Cock Fossers and Lady Alex. And they. I was saying, what well, do I go? Uh, it doesn't matter, but they lied to me. That's why the start of this half hour has been a little bit pony. Mario's in the Wilsdon. Hello, Mario. Three for me, three for you. Zero for you, ten for me. Oh, hello? Hey, Mario, what's going on? No, I'm just paying someone, man. And I'm but, skanking them at the same time. Uh, but I can hear you skank. You're, did you know you were uh, skanking out loud? Oh, sorry, mate. We can hear you skanking. Maybe they can hear you skanking as well. Be careful when you skank. <laughs> okay, okay. You'll go blind. Now, Mario. Yeah. What can yeah, I do for you? No, no, it's all about the plays and that, yeah? Yes. Right. You know, like, you know what I mean? My little boy is, like, four now, and now I went to his Christmas play, Ian, and, like, I think, you know, you know, that's, like, the first best time of your life, like, when you're watching him trying to perform and all of that. That's, and, like, the first best time of your life? Well, you know what I mean, man. I Come don't. On, family, you, well, you're not you. a parent yet. New. 
you know, man, you know, you're a parent yet, so you don't really understand that. But the thing is, is he weren't really participating. He found it manky to put, because he was, he was in the Christmas play and the part he had to play was a star. Yeah. Oh, the, this is the thing. The kid, okay, the three kids that, that, that you obviously got the girl playing the lead, you got a boy playing the lead, you've got a boy playing a comedy role. Those three, yeah. they're going to be happy. But the kid yeah. that's a donkey, the kid that your boy being a star, the person yeah. that's a cupboard, that's 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 it's the worst thing you can do to a child. And then the thing is, you got all the other parents. Then like, you're trying to you're trying to like you know video your son and that or your daughters and that, and then everyone's standing in front of yeah. you and you you as a parent's not really enjoying it, and that gets really irritating. And then yeah. you want I want to ask him why why didn't you put the star on because he looked he thought he looked stupid and for a four year old to tell me that Ian yeah. that he, you know what I mean obviously they know that they look stupid he's got fashion face. sense yes let's give him some confetti to wrap around his head so all the other kids was wearing the the um the um the you know the Chris, the Christmas confetti and yeah. he wasn't wearing it so I'm thinking like yeah, well, I, uh, I asked him personally why didn't you do it why didn't you wear it because I look stupid. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking a four-year-old kid telling me that. Then obviously plays must be stupid. Do you know what I mean? But not particularly that. Not particularly plays in a sense. But that particular play. All so, play. Oh, oh, here's a statement for you, Mario. All plays are rubbish. It's a, plays are a hundred years out of date. We got TV. We got films. Well, why don't the schools? Why don't the school every year make a film? That well, would be good. That would be good. But the thing is, is they're not giving a lot of these. A lot of people ain't giving people a chance to do what they want to do. They want to. They want to design it and make people act it. And that's where I find they're rubbish. Yeah. Let kids design their own play oh, now, and have their own imaginary. Do you, you know, know what? what I mean? Now, maybe, so I've got a frog in my throat, eh? Maybe you're onto something. If the kids wrote the play and yeah. designed it, and they did, if the teacher said, right, you've got a month, and they just left them to it... I think they would do wicked at that. Do you know what? That <laughs> might be that. quite good. No, no, that's what, that, that's what, you see, like, that guy, in, you've got that kid in Hemel Hempster that does his wicked MP3. Chris in he, the Hemel, yeah. He's big, big up to, big up to him, man, because oh. his imagination yeah. is... Good. Chris you know? has just, you've right, Chris has just emailed me. Hang on a second, Mary. Uh, Chris says, Ian, I could replace Agent Chris for the half term, if you like. Also, he's, he, this is one, one brilliant, brilliant bloke, I tell you. He says, Ian, he, also, here is my idea for the correspondence. Either make me one, or sack them all and start again, or forget them completely. And from a kid, you know, that's imaginary and that's good. And that's what we need yeah. more of the kids yeah. to do that. We Imagine might be, Chris own... might be coming in next well, week. Well, I'd love to hear him on your he show. He might man. be coming in and presenting like 15 minutes of the show. We're not sure yet. We're still trying to sort things out, but oh, he I'll may come in him. if we can sort well, all that out. What he does, if more kids did it, <clears> it would be wicked. And, you know, we would have, we would have a lot of public feature length movies out there with all these new futuristic, you know, imaginations and that. You're set, you kind of ran out of words in that sentence, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to be you. <laughs> right, go on, go on, go on, Karen, do some skanking for the weekend. I'll speak to you later, Mary. Take care. All right, then. Bye-bye. Oh, wait, seven oh nine oh nine oh nine seven three. Yeah, maybe he's got me there. Maybe if, the, if it was entirely down to, the, to the, the, the children in the school, they got to write the play and design it. They're not plays. They should make films. They should be making films. Lux is in the Edmonton. Hello, Lux. Good afternoon to you. Hello, look, I'm gonna, what can that I do for you? That sounds just like the cough I've just had. I know, it's not good, is it? I th- I'm something's going on with my throat, but anyway, yes, hello. I'm a bit nervous, I've never found a radio station before. Don't be nervous. But I've been listening to you this afternoon, and you, you know, you've really got my blood going here. Oh, your blood is going? It is, it's boiling at the moment, because you've had such a negative attitude this afternoon. No, uh, you, you've not been listening to the right show, have you? Oh, my I have, my, I have. My, my These poor com- kids, you're, you're slating them. 
Now, Lux, you haven't been listening. I've not been slating kids. Yes, you have. Tell me what I've said. School plays are rubbish. Have you been to a child's school play? Do you have children? Lux, me saying school plays are rubbish is not slating kids. I'm slating. Listen, let me. If this, listen, if we're going to have a conversation, you've got to listen to what I say, and I'll listen to what you say. I've not been slating uh, kids. I've been slating school plays, which is a different thing. Well, you may think so. No, it is. Lux, it is a different thing. Okay, fine, we'll agree to disagree. No, we won't agree to disagree. Listen to my point. I have not been saying kids are rubbish. I have been saying school plays are rubbish. Okay. That's a different thing. But they're not. They're not. Have you been to a school play? Yes, I've been in some. Well, so have I, actually. I bet yours are rubbish. Well, I don't think so. Well, you're, you're wrong. Well, you know... No, I'm not wrong. They're but, good. I had three children. All three of them have been in plays. Yes. And they were all great. They made such an effort. And yes. they thoroughly enjoyed it. And so did we as parents. Yes. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. Because kids like playing and stuff. And of course, I'm sure they had a great time. But as a form of entertainment, school plays are no good. Well, I don't know which school plays you've been to, but the ki- my kids' school, they had some great... It's irrelevant what school on. plays... What, 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 what... Okay, what plays... What, what great plays do they put on, Lux? Well, I mean... They did music, a musical, that did oh, songs God. from all, or, or, you know, all the modern stuff, and they all got dressed up, and they were really into it, and thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah, now listen, Lux, you, you, uh, please listen to me, because it's frustrating when you don't listen to me, and you're not listening to any of it, because you've got a chip on your shoulder, Have and I? you're not going to listen to a word you I don't say. You know me. So you're not listening to me now, are you? I am. Well, I'll tell you what, Lux, shut up and pay attention. You're being very confrontational this afternoon. You're not listening to me. You phoned up to have a discussion with me. I am. You phoned up to have a discussion with me, listen to me, and then respond to what I've said. Don't just keep coming back with all your little bits and pieces, okay? Well, that's what a radio show's about, isn't it? No, no. We're talking, we're having a discussion. Well, Forget I'm the ra- listening. We're having a discussion. Forget the radio show, we're having a discussion. Right. Okay? That's right. what a conversation is right. about. Okay. Lux, stop, pat- no, stop patronising me. And start listening, otherwise I will cut you off. Because there's no point in me having a conversation if you're not paying attention. Right, carry on then. You're listening now, yes. are you? God, flipping hell. If I were our kids, I'd run away. This is driving me mental. Right. School plays are not any good. Yes, the kids enjoy them. That's fantastic, because kids like dressing up and doing stuff and running around. School plays, though, are not entertaining to watch. They're only entertaining for the parent that goes to see their kid, and then once their little bit is finished, they're looking at their watch going, can we go now, because I don't want to watch the other kids. Also, you've got three, four, five kids at most that have got decent parts in it. The other kids are like Mario's little boy, who's got to stand there like a star. How patronising and demeaning is it to stand on stage for an hour dressed as a star? Well, at least he took part. But... Why is, why is taking part any good? Because taking part in, a, in any school activity, kids love that. Obviously they don't. Mario's little boy hated it. Well, I mean, you know, he's an exception. No, he's not, Lux. This is the thing. You live in this world where all kids loving everything they do. They don't. A lot of kids don't want to dress up as a star. It's humiliating. Even at four years old, he was humiliated. Are you saying it's acceptable to humiliate four-year-olds? It's not acceptable to humiliate anybody, no matter what they're Exactly. Ages. So if we got rid of school plays, we'd get rid of it. So what would you use in its place? Um, I don't know. Let me think. Lessons and stuff? Yeah, well, I mean, they allow for all that, don't they, in the school, the school curriculum? Well, then why don't they allow for it all the time, then? Why are they having a w- four weeks off to rehearse a s- school play? It's just like the teachers can doss around a bit. Why don't they just carry on doing their lessons? I don't think the teachers see it that way, do you? Yeah, I do. Hmm. I don't. Yeah, I well... they quite enjoy it, enjoy it secretly. 
Do you know that? Do you know any teachers that have done school plays, Lux? Because I do. I know quite a few. I know quite a few, Lux, and they find it a real chore having to find costumes for the kids, having to rehearse them, having to make them learn lines. Well, you know, then they're not delegating, are they? Oh, Lux, I'm going to cut you off because you're you're a very rude woman. Am I rude? I haven't been rude to you. Go, bye-bye. I'm not having a conversation with someone who can't listen. If you want to have a discussion and a conversation, then come on. I'm really fair on this show, but if you're just going to be patronising like that silly old bat... Professor Schneelson has some exciting... Now, 4 till 7 in the afternoon yes. the show. By the way, I did fix the, uh, the, the windscreen jet, water jet. I say fixed it, I put water in it. I found it where it was, I put water in it. And for the first time in a year, I've got clean windscreen, and I can see where I'm going. So if any police officers want to pull me over and have a little look, then you will not give me three points. Simple as. Uh, 0870 School plays are rubbish and making the bed is for idiots. Simple as. Steve's in the Eggham. Hello, Steve. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm fine, Steve. What can I do for you? Well, listen, I'm a parent, and I've got to tell you, I've been to many school plays yep. and many concerts yep. and many musicals. Oh, I'd forgotten about the concerts, yeah. Yes, yes. And I have to tell you, they're all rubbish. Yeah, I you know, I love, I love my children dearly, yeah. but children can't sing and they can't act, <laughs> and I just hate it. This is the point I'm making. They Absolutely. can't. Absolutely. Right. Course, of course they can't do it. They're children. I dread Christmas time when I'm expected to go and see school plays. Mm. I hate it. You know, I, I love my, I'm very proud of my children. Of course you are, of course you are. And they I'm can't not... sing, they can't act. Th- but this is, and this whatever is what... Whatever they do, yeah. whatever they do, they are still children yeah. trying to, trying to, yes. to, to sing and talk. And, and this is what Lux, it. the last caller, couldn't get. And this is, I, yeah. I, I cut her off because we were going to the news. I wish we'd had longer with her. I don't like You're cutting people off. You're absolutely right. But she was saying that I was attacking kids. I'm not at no. all, I love kids. I genuinely I think kids, kids are brilliant. But there's yeah. some things, they, I wouldn't let kids drive my car. No. I wouldn't let kids clean the roof of my house, again. Not after last time, and I wouldn't let kids do a play. And I tell you what, you you are wrong on one thing though. Go on. A film with kids in it wouldn't be any better at all. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? It would still be rubbish. <laughs> I think I got carried away with the emotion of the moment. Did. Yeah, I think I you think could be right. <laughs> Steve, this is a brilliant point, mate. Thank you very, very much for that. It's a shame we had to cut Lux off, and it was because we were getting to the news, and I, d- I do I don't like cutting people off without reaching a conclusion in an argument. But she was a patronising old bag, and it's difficult. If you want to have a discussion or an argument, that's fine, that's fair enough. But you've got to you've got to listen to what people say. I've listened to people in the past and realised what I'm saying is wrong. Not very often, but it, it does happen. And then I'll apologise and say, oh, actually, yes, you've you've changed the, the way I'm thinking. People like Lux just don't listen. It makes it very frustrating. Don't forget, today, three of the correspondents will be no more. Now, we've got, uh, this, th- th- is this, shall I try this, this sound effect now, Chris? Is it going to be good? So should we do it? We're going to try it. Okay. This is dr- drama. Here we go. Three of the correspondents today will be no more. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. It ends a bit suddenly. It makes my ears go funny. It's quite loud, actually. Simone's in the plaster. Hello, Simone. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm fine, thank Don't you. Don't feel bad about cutting Lux off. We got to the conclusion she was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's like, I like, you know, I kind of like these things to have a natural course, and then people say, oh, yeah, but you cut her off. I know. You're, you're rubbish. You can, but, you know, we had to go to the news, and yeah, she was talking out of her bum, so. I just wanted to say, when I was younger, about 20 years ago now, yes. I actually played a tree in Snow White. And considering the girl they picked for Snow White wasn't particularly literate, (laughs) and she wasn't good at anything, and they spent the whole time with, like, an assistant holding her hand to do stuff. No. Did they pick her just because she was beautiful? No, because she had um, a brown bob, I think. (laughs) 
So that, <laughs> saved, that saved them five quid on a wig, hasn't it? It did. And Simple she had like as. a proper costume, and I just had to wear brown leggings <laughs> and hold a bit of cardboard. <laughs> and did you, did you even have a line as a tree? No, I, they, oh. Oh, I was the one that the Prince Charming got to cut down, Ian. Oh, no! So I was a lucky tree. Some trees just got to stand there. Oh, <laughs> In some ways, that's even more humiliating, though, being the tree that gets gets cut I down. I know, you once were living, now you're dead. Yeah, you got that's some... what I got to learn it for. Oh, mate, that's terrible. <laughs> that's really bad. So would you agree with me, then, that, that, that's, that these plays can be uh, demeaning and, and, and upsetting for kids? They're extremely demeaning and upsetting. I, rem- I think it's just a way for teachers to start streaming... Mm kids into little lines. When I was in you're going to be a pretty kid, you're uh, going to be a tree. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. You, you, you are a tree. But the, I remember being really young in some of the, the younger school plays and not getting the main part or get, not even getting a decent part and being, whatever, someone sitting in the crowd, you know. And the resentment I felt at the age of five, six, seven, seven-year-olds shouldn't feel that. Ian, yeah, I'm still feeling it now. I've not let it go. So I, 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 may, I suggest, <laughs> may I suggest the Anna Rayburn show in the afternoon? She may be able to give you some advice. I shall try it. Thank you very much. Well, have a good weekend. Uh, who loves school plays? No, you're not really valid, so, uh... Well... <laughs> Joe's in the North Finchley. Hello, Joe. Hello. Hi, Ian. Um, I have to agree with you about school plays. I've got a daughter, and of course I love her very, very dearly, and she's gorgeous. Yep. I've been to several of the school plays and concerts, and they're so boring. Now, at last, I'm getting the oh, back... Of... Why weren't you here when I was talking to that mad old woman? I was, and I was listening, that's why I phoned up, because I thought she was missing... Oh, firstly, she's missing a sense of humour as well. well she, first off, yeah, of course she is, but also she's just, you know, all, all of them are really good, you're being... And I wasn't having a go at kids. I'm not having a go at kids. Well, if she listened more often, she'd know that you, you weren't having a go at kids, because you love kids, and lots of kids... I love kids. We get kids calling in. I, mm-hmm. I encourage, you know, we, we got Chris in the Hemel coming in, hopefully, next week. He's 11 years old. I know, and you are a bit of a big kid yourself as well, so you're on the right way there, then. There is that accusation <laughs> that has been levelled at me in the past. So, th- th- but that's the problem with people like Lux, is they don't listen to what's being said and they think they hear something and they jump on that. And yeah. So, what, what plays and concerts have you been to? Um, I went to um, the Christmas nativity thing. Mm-hmm. very, um... PC and everything. And who was, was any, any of your children in it? Uh, yes, my daughter was a, a reindeer. All right. Uh. Yes, she's very, you know, she was good and everything, I have to say that. No, of course you have to say that, but, <laughs> but, but, but I overall... Wish I, I'd wish I'd had a book so I could have been reading. And was it one of those things that she, her part was like two minutes long? Oh, uh, yeah. And then you've got another hour and a half of yes. other people's kids yes. who you've got no idea who they are. Exactly. And I do, you know, sometimes I think there must be other parents out there as well who are sitting there, because everyone has this big screen on their face. Mm. And you're just looking around thinking, my oh, God, I can't wait to, you know, I can't wait to get to the bar, or I can't <laughs> wait to get home, oh. Joe, listen, thank you very much for calling in, and thank you for that. And I've forgotten about concerts as well. I used to play the cello when I was eight, nine. Yeah, I know. And my, my poor mum had to go to these concerts. It was me and another girl playing cello, some two kids on violin, and other kids playing recorders. There's no fun to be had there. The Martin Barnett Furniture Show. Now, this is, the, this is the kind of listener that we don't want. Lux, we don't mind if she goes to talk sport. An S-Khan. S-Khan. Doesn't put his first name. Ian, you were very rude to that woman, Lux. I suspect this is Lux herself who's emailed in, because it's making the same ridiculous point. You were very rude to that woman, Lux. She did listen, and it seems you're the one who didn't want to listen to her. Sham on you, Mr Ian Lee. I think, uh, I think, uh, Khan means shame. Saying kids are stupid does seem to be offensive to kids. Um, didn't say that kids are stupid? Not said that once? So sham on you! Um, oh, hang on a minute. Uh, who's this? Uh, Mark says, Ian, I'll be your new Doctor Who correspondent if you want. Well, 
it, it, Yasser's d- demise and downfall isn't yet... Well, let's just see what happens. We'll get rid of three correspondents a bit later on. Rebecca's in the stratum. Hello, Rebecca. Hello, Ian. Did that um, person email you sham on you, did you say? Sh- sham on me. Isn't it, isn't it funny when people are trying to be all angry and they spell it wrong? Well, exactly. I've never said kids are stupid. No, of course not. I never said that at all. I anyway. wanted to agree with you about the school plaything. Thank you, Rebecca. My, my daughter's 14, and uh, I remember going to many when she was at primary school. Yeah. And they're, they're absolutely dire. Mm. Really. Of course they are. They're kids, they're kids. And th- they can't act or, or sing. No, and it's it, one of those things where they're trying... I think I'm sure the intention is good to be yes. inclusive. Yes. But you get every single child in the class cast apart. Yeah. And it's just... It's, it's patronising. Absolutely cringeworthy. I remember standing at the back and putting my video camera on to film my daughter's bit, which you're not allowed to do anymore anyway, mm. and then just wishing I could go home, basically. Well, um, and having to stand there for the rest of it. Well, that, and, uh, so you had to stand for the whole thing? Your parents had to stand at the back. Really? And watch Christmas, didn't oh. we, Grace? Yeah. Have to... <laughs> you're, you're just checking, just in case you were so blotto, you'd forgotten, yes. so long ago. She's 14 now. I imagine if you went to these secondary school performances, they might be a, a fractionally more entertaining. Do you know, there'll, there'll, be a, there'll be one slightly chubby girl that can sing quite well. <laughs> there there always is in, in, like, a fifth or sixth form that's who can, who can sing quite well. showing your age there. Yeah, yeah, tell me about it. Oh, <laughs> by, by not saying year 12 or whatever that's they are. It, yeah, year, I don't, year 11 or 12. I don't understand the year N- system. Neither do I. I. It gets me very confused. I think you have to, you have to think of the, the number of the year they're in and then add five onto it, and that gives you the age of the child. What? Approximately. Well... Say you're in year one. Yes. If you add five years onto that, it yes. gives you six, which gives you the age of the child. Okay. So oh, I see. If you're six years old, you're, you're in year one. Right. Okay. But uh, that's irrelevant, isn't it? It, um, it is. <laughs> it may be useful one day. <laughs> Maybe one day. Yes. And the, quickly, the other thing. I'm yes. sure we've got millions of callers. Um, was to say we've that, got nine. Uh, I I kind of agree with the bed thing, but with the the. The condition that I, I am, I'm a very obsessive person, I yeah. probably would leave my bed unmade, but mm. it just it, it itches my brain to see it unmade. Oh, so, you're, it, it, so it's not that it's uncomfortable, it just frustrates you that it's not, you like everything to be neat yes, and orderly. I do. and I, you know, it's quite a, quite a clinical situation, actually, and I wish to God I didn't have it. But mm. my, my daughter, on the other hand, leaves her bed unmade every day and is quite happy with teenagers. that. Teenagers, I, I, I was the same, teenagers, they can, they can live with that mess. I, I must admit, as I get older, I like things to be a little bit neater. Yes, but... I, I occasionally, not very often anymore, I have to say, go into her room and... No. Kind of stand there in amazement and genuinely wonder how can you exist in this place. The thing really? is, I remember uh, when I was a teenager, and it, things were a mess. I knew where everything was. The system was perfect. And if my mum, my mum didn't tidy up, but if if I had to tidy up, it confused me. As I'm getting older, I'm, I'm not quite as hot on that as I used to be. Oh eight seven oh nine oh nine oh nine so three. Coming up in the next hour, uh, making the bed is for idiots. School plays are rubbish, and three of the correspondents are going to get the sack. Yes, they do. Now, stop, stop the music, Helen, behind the glass, because I'm, I'm getting some stroppy emails, and I'm, I'm fighting back. Ian Lee fights back. First one is from Patricia. The, the emails are the cowardly ones. Call in if you want to have a go. This, well, this doesn't even make sense. Patricia's got a chip on her shoulder. Hi. Something else that the intelligent adults feel they have to... Hang on, let me read this properly. Something else that the intelligent adults feel they have to take away from our kids, not satisfied with taking away their playing fields, playgrounds, etc., you, like the rest of the hypocrites of your ilk, have decided to take away the fun of the school play. Of course everybody cannot be the stars, but they have other roles to play, but I expect that this would be too much for your small mind to get around. She spelt too wrong, but that's by the by. What, what, where, where have I been hypocritical, Patricia? What way... Have I been hypocritical? And I, I've not taken away playgrounds or playing fields. I've not. I've, I think we should have playgrounds and playing fields. 
And I do know that kids have other roles to play, but they get to play trees, and that's demeaning. Yeah, and your argument is rubbish. Call in, Patricia. I've just sent her an email saying, what on earth you want about call in? And Alison, Ian, uh, is, do you always, you always have such a fab show, but you spoil it with mega rudeness to the odd woman caller. It's not just, uh, she was an odd woman. I believe she's referring to Lux, who called in. Uh, it's not only women that I'm, I'm, I'm rude to. It's, it's also, also men. If they're stupid... If they're stupid, I'll be rude to them. I listened carefully, and that call you're on about really wasn't patronising. You didn't listen carefully enough, Alison, because she was. In fact, the tone you took with her, explaining at least four times when she got the message after three attempts about how a conversation should go, was incredibly patronising by you. No, I was patronising her because she wasn't listening. And you think, Alison, that she got it, but she didn't. She kept saying, yeah, I've got it, yeah, I know. But she wasn't listening. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. Listen, don't worry, though. Alison and Lux and Patricia, the other woman, it's fine. I'm going to educate you. So don't worry. Stick with me for a few months, and I promise you, you will come out of this journey better informed, better people, and the world will be a better place. I promise you. Alison, Lux, and Patricia, stick with this. We can make this work, I promise you. Now, Archie's in the Gillingham. Hello, Archie. Hello, sir. I think you're a very funny man. Bless you. Uh... Before you pick your bone, Archie, can you turn your radio off? Oh, yes. Yeah, just, just, just as a little delay, and it makes okay. things a bit yeah, confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There we go. There you go. Yes, sir. Now, what can I do for you, Archie? Well, I don't know how you expect our kids to act when all the afternoon... Yes. You've been banning them, telling them they're no good at this and... I've been, I've no been banning them... And, I beg your pardon? I've been banning them, did you say? No, having a go at them. Damning them, sorry, damning them. Downing them. Yes, downing them. Sam, they're not, uh, they're no good at this and they're no good at that and what do you expect the kids? Yes, they're no good at acting or singing, yes. Well, no, because of course they're not. That's what the object of the exercise is, to teach them those things, that's when we put them on a stage and uh, we don't expect great things from them. We don't expect great entertainment from them. We just mm -hmm. put them up there and it's yeah. for the experience. So are you agreeing with me, Archie, that school plays aren't very good? No, I can't say that because I don't think they're expected to be good. So, but, so they're, they're, they're not... They're there for a, yeah. for, they're a lesson. That's what I see, though. Yeah. No, but, uh, listen, I agree with you. What you're saying is that they're kids, they can't act, they can't sing, and so therefore school plays aren't very good. And I agree with that yes, point, you're Archie. You're putting them all in the same... You're putting them all in the same box, and... I have never... I, no, I refute that. I have never put a child in a box, Archie. No, you... That don't, wasn't proved. Don't see... No, no, don't get... That got thrown out of course. You're spoiling yourself again. Yes, I try to, at least once a day. Yeah. No, I don't... Uh, you can't paint them all... You can't tar them all... Uh, with the may I just box, say, I've it? never tarred a child... No, listen, I know what you're saying. But they can't act and they can't sing, can they? Some can. Some can. I, uh, yes, some can. Who? But very few. Exactly, oh, very I few. But that's how they learn it. How we, uh, yeah. However, we expect to, to teach them. And yes. To, to, but so, so if a play is put on by people that can't act and can't sing, yeah, is it going to be any good? Well, yeah, sometimes you get a big surprise out of it. Sometimes, sometimes, how the how those kids come off yes. that stage what? and feel whether they was good, bad, or indifferent, yeah. they feel a million dollars. Yes. The girls now, feel like Marilyn Monroe, and 
Who? The boys feel like the ladies. Get me in and... Uh, it's, it's, I think it's, it's unfair of you to knock them. Right, listen, I'm not saying... I'm saying that, I agree, the kids do feel fantastic, but, and you, you, maybe one show every now and then will surprise you, but you've got to admit, if a show is put on, and the people in it cannot act, and they ca- cannot sing, that show isn't going to be any good, is it? No, but the parents... Thank you. Archie? The parents don't expect it to You're be. agreeing with me, excellent. Archie, have a quick, Archie, say hello to Jim. Hello, Jim. Hello, Archie. How are you, Jim? I'm all right, yes, thank you. Very well. Where are you from? Where are you from? Me? I'm, if I'm, well, I'm from Beckenham, but I'm working in Ashford. And do you think all kids are rubbish? No, the kids are not no. rubbish. I don't think that's what Ian said, is he? he didn't say no, well, no, no, that's my interpretation. I put on it. That, I, I'm, I'm sorry for that. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. But he said they wasn't... They wasn't a lot of good then, and, and, and well, the point. Agree with Archie, Jim. Well, no. To be honest with you, I, I, I got to be. They've got to be allowed to get up somewhere and to be seen, and for people to judge them. So these places, and unless we do that, we're never going to have any. Uh, a- absolutely no, right. You're absolutely right. Everything you say is right. Got a delivery for you, mate. I've been driving trucks in London all my life, so if anything's going to happen that affects me, well, as anyone down the cath knows, I get my say. Transport for London are running a consultation on a proposal to introduce a low-emission zone that would aim to deter the most polluting HGVs, buses and coaches from driving in Greater London. Yeah, I'll back it up for you. Hands up if you want your views on the proposal to be heard. Visit tfl.gov.uk or call 0845 224 before the consultation ends on the 24th of April. Sunday's just got a bit wilder. New drama, Wild at Heart, starring Stephen Tompkinson and Amanda Holden. Sunday at 8 on ITV1. It's time now to get the latest LBC 97.3 news headlines with Emily Littlemore. The British man accused of shooting dead his American wife. The boys' correspondent, the TV Times and Human... For- Sorry, he's going through the list of correspondents. Shortly, three of them will be given the sack in the most dramatic culling of correspondents we've ever... Had. It ends a bit suddenly, that gunshot. It's the best we could find, though. Philip's in the South Norwood. Hello, Philip. Oh, good afternoon, Ian. Hello, Philip. Uh, when I was at school, yes. we had a stab at Julius Caesar. Uh, there, there, there's a joke. You made a joke there. Oh, oh, oh dear. That's unusual. Yeah, yeah, yeah very, very unusual. Well done. So, and, um, yes. I was in the very, very first scene. Yes. I had a big part in the first scene. Good boy. I was a tribune, which is a sort of, I think, um... I suppose a sort of a guard, you know, controller yeah. of a crowd, you know. Yes. And um, we had to go into this big courtyard full of people. I wore a toga. Yes. And we had to... I did a bit of a long speech, and then I was not seen again. The story was that we'd been executed. <laughs> we'd done something wrong, you know. So did your parents come and sit, or any, any of your friends... They did, were... yeah, they came and sat, they came, It was on the three nights. Oh, man. Over three nights. Yeah. And um, it... It, it, it got quite a good uh, crowd and good write-ups, but it was good for me because I could do my part, yeah. go off, get changed, yeah. and I was actually rehearsing for another play at the same time. Were you? 
So I went off and did that, came back, and was in the finale. Wow. So, so, so you had to come back at the end? Well, yeah, you, they, they like you to, because everybody came on at the end, you know, <laughs> and... Uh, yes. They wanted to see all the people that were in it. Of Actually, course. I mean, they took a photograph and it's still in the school. I've never been back there, but... How uh, do you know it's still there, then? Well, so they tell me. I'm, I mean, I must go and... It was in Croydon, so it's possible it's still, uh, it's still hanging up there. They won't let you go back. I don't... Do you know what? I've never been back there to have a look at it. It's, it's a problem. Why, why, would any, why would anyone want to go back to their old school? I would never. I, I've driven past my old school. For about four or five years after I left mm. school and I go to university and then lived in London for a bit, if I came back to Slough, I'd get a bit nostalgic and sometimes yeah. drive past school. But I, I... Why would anyone want to go back to their old school? It was... Was it a mixed school here and you went to? Yes, it certainly was. No, as long as there was... There was a boys' school and a girls' school with the same name, yes. but they were about half a mile apart. Isn't that strange? Yeah, it was, um, actually the school was new. It hadn't been built very long. Really new school. I think it's been about 50 years old this year. 50 years old. That's incredible. Yeah, actually, Ian, uh, I've had a lot of people having a go at me today because of you. Why have they had a go at you because of me? Well, yeah, but no, I don't blame you. I mean, I've been telling them, I said, you know, Ian's got to, you know, he's got to do... What it was, Ian, do you remember last night somebody, I think it was possibly me... Yes. ...played Prisoner Cell Block H down the phone? Somebody did play it. I have no idea who it was. I don't know who it was. No. And um, people thought it was me, and said, why did you only play a little bit of it? I thought, I said, it's nothing to do no, with me, I said. That was my fault. The, the, uh, the, someone did play Prisoner Cell Block H. Oh, I, I must admit, it, it, it did my head in a little bit. Oh. So we, we did it. But someone does call in and play, like, like, someone very bizarrely records a little introduction no. to, a, to, a, to a piece of music and plays the theme tune. Oh, no, 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 strange, isn't it? Very, so, very queer. You must be a that. weird person. An odd freak. Philip, before you go, and yes. mark my words, you are going. Yes. Uh, <laughs> do, do, now, are you like me? Do you need a freezer again? Yes, exactly. But come back at the end if you want. Are you like me? Do you agree that making the bed is a complete waste of time? That, that's strange, you. I think on occasions, yes, you should remake the bed. And uh, on sometimes you should leave it. You know, it, it, it's, it depends on the circumstances. If there's a strange lady that may come back to your place, yes. then they should have a made bed because ladies like made beds. I haven't had a strange lady mm-hmm. in my uh, in my bed yeah, for, yeah. for eight years. But but if it's just you, yes. then we'll just just Can't leave it as it is. Just please, please well, that's what you have to do, of course. But just leave the bed as it is. Yeah, it's strange because when you stay at a hotel, yes. I mean you get and you get the maid the, <clears throat> the maid come in <clears throat> and. Uh, yeah. You get it done for you, don't you? Well, sometimes, but I miss time, because I don't like people, uh, if I'm in a hotel, normally, if, if, I've been in hotels recently, it's been for work, so I've yeah. sort of had the morning sort of in, in bed watching telly, so you put the do not disturb sign on, but then when I go out about 11 o'clock, I take it off and put the clean yeah. my room now, but I've missed the cleaner, so they never make my bed for me. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it's set time? It's, it's a set time, Philip, yes. Yeah, isn't yes. it? say 50-50. Yes. Philip? Okay, Ian. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. Have a good weekend. Oh, it's seven oh nine oh nine oh nine seven three is the telephone number. Uh, I can I see Comrade in Hendon's point. I know that's not true for a start. If you I'll have a word with him if you want. Steve's in the Holloway. Hello, Steve. Hello, Ian. All right. Hello, Steve. All right. Not bad, mate. How's that, Yeah, I'm doing the radio show, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can't talk okay. for too long. So I'm, I'm in the middle of it. But what do you want? Uh, uh, I was wondering how you got on with your washes yesterday with the Peugeot. I, I the same problem. Well. What, is it, ah, have you, did, did you, well, what's happening to your, the, it's, it's the thing that squirts the water out, isn't it? Yeah, 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 What's yeah. happening with yours? Well, it won't squirt the water, Ian. Is it squirting, <laughs> is it squirting out of the back? 
Um, no. Is it squirting out of the front? No. Well, the solution that, that was suggested to me, that I followed and worked perfectly, was mine was squirting out of the back, but not out of the front. I, lift, I lifted the bonnet, I put some water in it, and it worked. Nice. I thought there was only one pump on mine, you see, at the back, but it turns out there are two. Right. Is right. there definitely water in yours? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. I uh, put water in it the other day and nothing's happening. It's knackered, then. Yeah. It's knackered. You're no good to me, then, here, you know. No, I'm no good at all, mate. I'm not good to anyone, I'm afraid. One other question here. Yes, Steve. You know that, um, some people call me a space cowboy. Yeah, what's the, uh, what's the name of that song? The what? You know the song that goes, some people call me a space cowboy. <laughs> you know that one? D- hang on a minute. Maybe it will help if there was a bit of music playing. Try, hang on, let me get some music. Try singing, right, try right, singing right. over this. No, it's no good, Ian. Is that not... Hang on, try this one, try this one. Good. Change it up a bit, mate. Here we go. Come on, Steve! That's that's no good either. Oh, flipping it. All right, try this, try this. That'd do. Go on. Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Maury. That one. Who sings it and what's the name of the song? Oh, I do know, I do know who sings it. Is that, it's Steve Miller. Steve Miller. Isn't it? Is it Steve, Steve Miller? Steve Miller. And the, is it the Joker? The Joker. Is it? I don't know, that's why I was asking is, you. Why is, why is John calling in, Chris? It was, maybe John has called in while this gentleman has started singing. Let's ask John. Hang on a second. John, do you know the name of the song? John? Yes, I do, yes. What, t- t- tell the song to Steve, please. Uh, it's the Joker, Steve Miller band. Yeah, you're a top man, John. Thanks for that. Yeah, no Steve, worries. Steve, I got it first. Yeah, I know you're in, but you're on a wind-up right after. Oh, I don't know where to believe. Cut him off, cut him off. I'm not having that. I've got the answer first. Genuinely, thank you for that, John. Excellent stuff. Cheers, though, John. Bye. Bye-bye. There we go. I know my music. I don't lie about my... I don't lie about anything when I come on the radio. I'm not a wind-up merchant. Comrades in the Hendon. Hello, comrades. Hello, Lee. Hello, uh, Lee. Yeah, I was going to say, um... What? A good, a good children's one was actually the original, original, the original Little Rascals series, which was around, which started off, I think, in about nineteen forties. I know the Little Rascals; they were rubbish, man. No, no, it's the original one, not the remake. No, the black made. and white one, the original, original, original one. They yes. were, they were rubbish. They were brilliant. You know they were. I don't know they were. They were, they were rubbish. I remember, I remember them being on, and then, and then uh, Laurel and Hardy came on afterwards. Okay, then what about the original Bugsy Malone? Rubbish. Okay, what about? Mm. Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds are puppets. Next. <laughs> so we're talking about kids that can act, not puppets. Yeah. Believe you me, I actually agree with you, because I think the, the worst thing which can happen to a child is a parent puts them on the stage, yes. the child comes out, cuts to deliver his lines, and he can't remember them, and all the parents laugh at him. Yeah, and then the little kid wets himself on stage. It actually happened to a friend of mine at school. Exactly, and then and the parents are saying, and, the, and you've got people phoning up saying, it's time, um, you need to do this for the kids, and no, it's, it's even more humiliating for them when you put them in that situation. All so. right, this is, comrades, you've set a good challenge for the rest of the show. Can we, can anybody think of any decent child actors out there? I don't think um, they can. The, the young Jodie Foster was good. She used to be in the, um, there was a group of them from a set, I think it was like a young Disney series. They did lots of films in like the, the 70s, but I can't remember what the name of the group was. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. They were rubbish. The Red Hand Gang were rubbish. <laughs> Tra la 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 They were rubbish apart from one of them. One kid, his real name, he, he, he played the character Doc, his real name was James Bond the Third. Uh, that's right, yes, yes. What a superb name for a kid to have. <laughs> 
Comrade, listen, it's a good challenge. Thank you for that. Can anybody name any decent child actors? I don't think you can. Oh eight seven oh nine oh nine oh nine seven three is the telephone number. Uh, we'll do some of your emails after a wee bit of this. I'm Gary King. Kid lie on the email. Okay. This is the woman who sent in a stroppy email. This is a wicked lie. I probably shouldn't even read this, but I'm going to. Here you go again. Coward am I. Not all of us are able to speak. Perhaps you wasn't educated enough to know that some of us may be mute. Patricia, that's a wicked lie. And you know it is. That's very, very naughty on your part. And you say some very offensive things in that email. 0870 Uh, we're getting a list of child actors that are good. Uh, Alex Pettifer. I don't know who Alex Pettifer is, says uh, Ruth has emailed in. Uh, here are a few superb child actors, says Robbie. Minnie Me, the little one out of Fantasy Island and the Man with the Golden Gun. Any Ewoks and that northern out of Coronation Street, the little ginger. I think, yeah, well, mm. Ian, I thought... Now, Invader from SW18 has sent in two emails. The first one reads like this. Hello, mate. I thought all the kids in the film Stand By Me were uh, pucker actors for their age. And then the second one, he's replaced pucker with good. In case I didn't know what pucker meant. Also, he spelled pucker wrong, but that's by the by. Uh, was Sheila in Cockfoss? Has we spoken already? Oh, no! You said you were going to bring me back and you did! Oh, yeah, sorry, I've totally forgotten. I've forgotten. Are you reliable? Yeah, yes, I, I am, and that's why I called you back myself during the news. Now, what do you want? <laughs> well, you were going to tell me all about this next thing you're having. <laughs> I've forgotten what it's called. Hello. It's the cor- you mean the correspondent update? Oh yeah, that's right. Well, no, this is what has happened here. Chris has Chris has called you prematurely. It's not for another three minutes, Sheila. Oh, so why have you rung me three minutes early? I don't know, Chris. Why have you rung her three minutes oh, early? Yes, he wanted to hear my voice. Don't yes, well, Dunno's not good enough, young man. <laughs> Sheila, do you mind if she- leave Sheila's line open? But Sheila, can I talk to Kirk first of all? Yeah, sure. Uh, hello, Kirk. Hello, Ian. All right, mate. I'm fine, but you don't mind if Sheila listens in, do you? I don't mind if Sheila listens in. It's not a problem. <laughs> Lovely. Well, then, what have you got for us? Uh, child actors. Yes. I thought that Macaulay Culkin's a good actor. Uh, the little ginger nut in uh, Coronation Street. He is a good actor, yes. We, we'll, yeah. g- we'll give you him. Oh, nice one. Uh, the little uh, coloured chap, uh, what's his name? Uh, different Strokes. Yes, yes, yes. I know the gentleman you mean. Um, what you talking about, Willis? Yeah, what's talking about, Willis. Was he really a child, or was he a midget? I think he was a midget. There you go, you see. <laughs> there you go. He's a good acting midget child. There's good acting... G- yes, he is. Any, any yeah. others? Uh, any yeah, race um, or colour? The, the blonde fella out of, um, Oliver. Who? The, who's the blonde kid out of Oliver? Was that Oliver? Yeah, that was Oliver. So, uh, so, so far, we've got... Uh, hang on, and his mate. The Apple Dodger. Oliver and his mate. Yeah, Oliver and his mate. <laughs> Sheila, is this making any sense to you? Yeah, this, you should be cooking your dinner now. You've missed all I this. I am. Oh, the kitchen is so hot. <laughs> What's, what, what, is she flirting with me, Kirk? I think so, yeah. Maybe you should take your, your support stocking off, Sheila. I meant the meal. It's, 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 it's cooking. The, the oven is making the kitchen very hot. What are you cooking tonight? Oh, I'm having the children round. You're having children You're for having dinner? Having children. <laughs> well, my, my married daughter and my engaged daughter are coming round for dinner. And my husband and me and my future son-in-law, so I'm making, um, I'm making a bit of everything. Oh, how lovely. Chicken cookies. <laughs> 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 I put, I'm making avocado and smoked salmon to start with. Oh, yeah, lovely. Yeah, and then I'm having, um, baked chicken in a lovely sauce. Oh, yeah, and it's lovely. Oh, couscous and vegetables and melon and... 
and apple pie and custard and I don't think they'll go home hungry. Nah, nah. <laughs> anyway, back to Ian. Yeah. Hello, Ian. <laughs> the boy in different strokes was gorgeous. The what? A joke gorgeous? The boy in, in different strokes. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't eat him, would you? <laughs> wouldn't eat You're him. You're not cooking him tonight, are you? <laughs> you got Willis in the oven. Wouldn't eat him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a cannibal. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Kirk, I've got to go, mate. It's 538. Oh, bye bye, Sheila. Bye. Stay listening to this. This is the 538 Daily Correspondent Update. It's time for the daily 538 Daily Correspondent Update. Brought to you every day. Daily. Hello, this is Dave and I had Canadian's Longest Stuff Correspondent. Did you know that the longest spinning coin lasts for 19.37 seconds? Oh yes, and backed by popular demand, watch out David Prevar. I'm Annabelle from the Woodford. I'm the Cars and Kids correspondent. Here is my update. Do you know what the hottest new trend is for kids? It's Heelys. Heelys are athletic shoes with a hard plastic wheel in the heel of each shoe. They're fab and are the latest craze to hit the USA and will be coming to our stores very soon. So watch this space. What's, well, give me a little bit of Doctor Who gossip. What's uh, going on at the moment? You know David Kokora from Most Haunted? Yes, yes, he's not going to be in Doctor Who, is he? He's going to be playing a cameo role. No. Hi, it's Mark from the Barnet, and I'm Ian Lee's impression correspondent. Hi, I'm Jason Stratham. You may remember me from such films as Lockstock, Snatch and Revolver, and I'm listening to LBC 97.3. Wow. Yes, now, you may have noticed we had to use a pre-recorded uh, update from Yasser, the Doctor Who correspondent, because he sent us an email. Are you there, Sheila? Yeah, I'm listening. That's what we do every day at 5.38. Yeah, it's very good. But, no, seriously, is it, is it worth keeping, or should we ditch it? Yeah, it's great. Are you just patronising me because you want to go and cook Willis? I'd be your correspondent one day. Well, on April the 7th, we're updating the correspondent list. All right. Who would, what correspondent would you be? Oh, who's that at the door, love? That's my daughter. Well, go, go and get it. Yeah, okay. Um, what, like, so what did you ask me, sorry? Who's at the door? My daughter. Go and get it. Do you want to say hello to her? Not really. <laughs> say hello to me and Lee. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> she's so shy. Put, put, put her on, put her on. <laughs> uh, anyway, no. what, what were you going to, what were you saying? Who's at the door? My daughter. Go and get it. Yeah, I've got it. She's here. She's all ready to eat. Mm, she, <laughs> so you are cooking your daughter. Pardon? Yes. Sheila, we'll let you get on, shall we? Yeah, but listen in. What? Yeah, update it April the 7th and I want to be one of your correspondents. What? Oh, that was what we were talking about. What correspondent would you be? Um, well, I'll take something from the paper and I'll update it. <laughs> <laughs> Sheila, thank you very much. Being a good thank sport. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Bye. Uh, now, Yasser has emailed in. Uh, he emailed in 40 minutes ago. Message for Agent Chris. It's Yasser, the Doctor Who correspondent. I've got a couple of brilliant updates. You've got my number. Please call. I don't want the sack. Phone me at half five then. Thanks. Bye. And he sent me an email earlier on. This He sent this email at quarter past two. 
Forgot to mention a few things. Happy New Year. A bit late, I know. And James O'Brien said to Anna Rayburn, he let you win the race because he was scared of you. My correspondent update will be a good one. Yet Yasser never turned up. It's time to sack three of the correspondents. The first correspondent to no longer be a correspondent is... Colin in the Fulham, the fitness in rap correspondent. You're gone. I'll do another one after the news, shall I? There's, there's the tension. We'll say a bit of tension. 0870 is the telephone number if you want to call in. That's the first one. He's down. He's gone. It'll be on the internet this evening. Uh, Ian, I have some friends who I believe have nothing better to do as they iron their sheets, duvet covers, pillowcases, and even their knickers. How sad, I know. From Angie. It's very sad. It's a very, very sad thing. Oh, I need to have a little look at... Uh, oh, I need, um... I'm whistling now. I could have said I need to know the out time. It's a little bit boring radio talk there. Uh, oh, now this is interesting. Uh, Ian, I agree about school plays being rubbish and humiliating. I was nine and I played Ringo Starr in my school, ba- uh, school play. Great part, I thought, but the school was so tight they didn't buy a proper drum kit. Instead, they scrounged together three different drums and one was a bongo. Jojo's in the Croydon. Hello, Jojo. Hello. Hello there. How you doing? Yeah, fine, thank you. I'm not so good. What's, well, I didn't ask. Well, good. W- what's wrong? <laughs> well, you, I, ca- I called you yesterday. Yes. I said I was going to try and return a, uh, a stereo to my friend. Oh, now, you're the, you're the aerobics yeah. instructor who's had a stereo for three years that doesn't belong to you. Yeah. Yes. Now, what you, happened? Well, you said to give it back. Of course yeah. I did. Well, I can't do it. Why? Well, Why? I didn't do it. Why? Well, what am I going to listen to? I can't listen to you anymore. Go so. and buy a stereo. They're about 20 quid these days. You, are you offering to me to, to buy me one? No, but I know that you, uh, fitness ladies, you make a fortune. Oh, no, we don't. Of course you do. You get paid a blooming fortune to prance around. <laughs> just go and buy one down the market. Uh, are you, are you, are you implying that I'm a lady that shops at a market? <laughs> You've got a little bit of an accent, yeah. But Jojo, you, you know it's, you're gonna feel so much spiritually cleansed once you've given this back to her. Uh, really, I don't think I will. What am I gonna get out of it? You're gonna get the fact that you've helped the a friend. No, 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 I'm gonna get the embarrassment factor and no more radio. Jojo, when are you seeing her? Um, Wednesday. Do it and speak to me next Thursday. You'll feel much better for it. Working abroad can often present comprehension. 7.3 News Headlines with Emily Littlemore. Neil Entwistle's expected to be flown back to America. A uh, correspondent is going to get the sack after the latest travel news from Simon Bennett. Right, we're looking at delays on the M11 northbound. Got a couple of... <clears throat> That's some water and it's gone down the wrong way. Right. OK, the first correspondent has been given the sack. It was Colin in the Fulham, the fitness and rap correspondent. The second correspondent to be booted off the correspondent list. And it hurts me more than it hurts them. Has anyone ever heard from Rich, the Michael Caine correspondent? No. He's got a sack. This ends a bit suddenly, that sound effect. Next time we we have a mass cull, I think we may have it every week. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, Ben's in the Victoria. Hello, Ben. It's like Night of the Long Knives, all these people you're culling, isn't it? I know, exactly. Do you feel a bit lethal, do you? I do feel it. It's quite a powerful feeling, to be honest. Isn't it? Yeah, I'm loving it. But anyway, yes, so what may I do for you? Yeah, um, child actors. Well, yeah. actress, actually. Two kind of mine, Judy Garland and Elizabeth Taylor. You can all quiet because obviously you have never even heard of them, have you? No, I've heard of them. I just, I, I, my, obviously, I instantly pictured them as women. J- uh, Elizabeth Taylor was in, was it National Velvet? Well done. And Thank Wizard you. of Oz, Judy, Judy Garland. She wasn't a child in The Wizard of Oz, though. She was about 17. She was a child, wasn't she? She was about seven. She was meant to be, but she was a woman playing a child. <laughs> okay, then I'll just stick with Elizabeth Taylor. I'll give you Elizabeth Taylor. 
Oh, thank you. But, um, but even, even then she was about 15, 16, well, yeah. No, I'm... no, she is really good. She had Mickey Rooney, who could be a child actor, at the age of about 80. Yeah, he's, 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 is he still going, Mickey Rooney? Is he dead? I think he just, no, I think he, no, he might be dead, actually, but Elizabeth Taylor's still just about around, isn't she? She's not very well, but she's, she's here and she's, she's doing, Ben, very quickly before you go. Yeah. This, the, the, I've got rid of two of the correspondents. The third yeah. one, it's a, uh, what do you feel about this Doctor Who correspondent? Uh, I think it's card's been marked for some time, hasn't it? He keeps ringing up and he keeps <clears> trying to creep around because he realises he's done bad by you, hasn't he? He was on Clive Ball's show the other night. I'm a big fan of Clive. But, and he was saying about, oh, Ian's been saying that you've got a big nose and that you're going yeah. bald. And he was trying to get me in trouble. And Clive, Clive, Clive was the gentleman and kind of, you know, handled it very well. But it was embarrassing. Clive's good mate, he wouldn't let you down. Clive's a good boy. Ben, thank you very much. I'll give you Elizabeth Taylor. You can't have what's her name in The Wizard of Oz. <clears throat> Tim is in the High Wycombe. Hello, Tim. Hello, mate. Perhaps your Doctor Who correspondent's operating in some sort of time warp surreal universe or parallel universe. What do you reckon? Are you trying to make excuses for the fact no, that. I'm, he... not try- I'm not trying to make excuses. I think you're absolutely right. You no. need to demand, you need to demand from the word go complete and utter loyalty. Yeah. And if you haven't got loyalty from your correspondents, then you're finished, mate. Yeah. I, I might... We'll, we'll see. I've got one more correspondent to get rid of. I will get rid of them before six o'clock, so if he's not called in... Well, let's just see what happens. Tim, what can I do for you? Yeah, child actors. What about Grange Hill? Oh, they are all awful in Grange Hill. Why? Meow, meow, meow. Yeah, that's the music, though. What about the acting? I mean, <laughs> the music's pretty naff. No, the music's the only good thing. The, the sausage that gets stolen that's by... The sausage. Yeah, we love that's the sausage. about... We the love that. should be given an award. The sausage should be honoured. But none of the kids in there. Roland was rubbish. Oh, I, I thought Todd Carty was quite good. No, but the thing is, we thought Todd Carty was good at the time, but since we've seen him in EastEnders and The Bill, we've realised, actually, he can't act. Gripper Stepson was rubbish. Is that Agent Chris in the background? Yes, Agent Chris is singing for us. Yeah, well, have you got that gun sound effect? Cause that's <laughs> He's good! Listen, listen, Chris, sing it loud. Chris, come right up close to the mic. Yeah, that was good! Do you want me to do the drums as well? Yeah, go on, do some drums. <laughs> Alright, hang on a second. Uh, Chris, can you si- Chris, can you sing the song again? You ready? One, two, three, four. <laughs> Keep going, Tim. Keep going. <laughs> hey, nice one, Chris and Tim. Well done. How, are you a human beatboxer? Uh, well, I, I actually did study music, and I am a drummer. <laughs> but you're doing that with your mouth, aren't you? I am, yeah. It's one of those things where I couldn't afford a drum kit when I was learning, and I used to do it on the drum. In fact, people on buses used to turn around me and turn around and say, "Take your Walkman off." Yes. Yeah, but no, no. It's one of those things I did. I can do. A, I can do an American police car siren as well. Oh well, have we got someone to replace maybe Wisdom Jones, who's not called in for a while? Then, then let's right. have let's have the siren. Okay, here we go. Stand by. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. That's not your mouth. It is. I promise you. Say go, stop, go, stop, whenever you're ready. Go. Stop. Go. Stop. Go. I'm really out of breath now. Is that that? (laughs) I I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not buying that, Tim. 
Okay, I'll tell you what then. Uh, I'll meet you outside the studio sometime next week and I will do it in front of you just to prove it. I beg your pardon, sir. Cut him off. Cut him off. No. Security. That happened once before with a gentleman caller and it was the most terrifying. I had to get my trousers clean. Awful. No. Uh, famous fat friend is in London. Hi. Hey, famous fat friend. Yeah, hi, hi, Ian. Listen, listen. I there's a few things I need to clarify. One thing, I am not fat. Oh, no, you, you, is, are you um, Raheem's famous fat friend? I'm, I'm, I'm supposedly Raheem's fat. He friend. called in the other day and he apologised. He gave back I your dignity yesterday. yesterday, didn't he? Well, I mean, th- th- I didn't have any dignity to lose. I never lost it in the first place. The thing is, <laughs> talking of losing dignity, now me and Raheem and another friend of ours called Badger. Badger. Yeah. He's, he's a badger and a half. Anyway. We went to Rochdale last week for Rochdale Massive. Rochdale. Well, what can what can I say? It's it's Raheem's choice. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I I choose South of France. He wants to go to Rochdale. Of course. What can I say? He sounds like a loser. Yeah, he is absolutely. Thank you very much. How anyway, fat are you? I'm not fat at all. Okay, you got a fat voice though. Well, I mean, I've had a hard day. I've had a hard day, Ian. <laughs> okay, so go on. Anyway, right. Um, so, anyway, we went to Rochdale, and this about three o'clock in the morning. Raheem was snoring his... He, he was snoring, do you know what? He was snoring, yes. keeping us awake. So we thought, why is he snoring? So anyway, we lifted up the duvet. We thought, maybe he's hot. We lifted up the duvet. Yeah. The guy's only got his wife's white pyjama, tight white pyjamas on, with diamonds and pinky things on the, on, on the sides. I mean, come on. How can he say that he's given me back my dignity? That guy has got everything to lose. Raheem, thank you for that. Well, that's an insight into... Uh, no, famous fat friend, you're not Raheem, sorry. Raheem was wearing his wife's pyjamas. Thank God it's nearly the weekend. My knickers are knackered, I see. When- to the show, or you've never listened to this far. As it turns out a lot of people don't bother, because they've never heard of the 5.38 Daily Correspondent Update. We're getting rid of one more in a minute, by the way. After six o'clock, we play Triple M, which is Mixed Mental Mayhem, where your calls come to the air completely unscreened, OK? So you don't speak to Chris. Chris filters out the chaff from the wheat. He gives me the wheat... Occasionally, some of the chaff sneaks through, but generally we get the wheat. After six o'clock, anybody can call in. Anyway, let's. This is what happens. Let's take a call straight to air. Line one, you're on the radio. Hello, Ian. Hey, line one, you're on the air. Uh, it's Jasper from Stratford, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, hang on a minute. Can I just check something? Are you? Is this? Is this you? The same Yasser who did this? What's? Well, give me a little bit of Doctor Who gossip. What's uh, going on at the moment? You know, David Kokora from Most Haunted. Yes, yes, he's not going to be in Doctor Who, is he? Um, I've got my update for you. Uh, yeah. What time do we have the 5.38 Daily Correspondent update, yes, sir? I was at the yes, police sir? station. That's why I couldn't do it, because I was at the police station. It's, uh, it, it's, we haven't got the time, but I, I would love to, but I'm not going to. Okay, here you go. Um, um, the, um, the Torchwood will be beginning on BBC Three first, and it will be 13 episodes of 45 minutes long, and my second bit of my correspondent is tomorrow on Digital Radio 7, there will be a um, radio drama at 6pm tomorrow, and it's called Dalek, I Love You, tomorrow at 6pm. He's gone! <laughs> hung up! Well, what does that mean? Does that mean we give him the sack? Do we keep him? I'll announce after six the third correspondent that's going to get the sack. If you've just tuned in, uh, we've been saying that school plays are rubbish. Most of you have agreed. There was some gobby old bag called Lux who wasn't listening to a word I said and it all got a bit weird. Also, if you make the bed, you're a little bit lazy. Uh, you know, you're a lazy view. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's the weekend. My brain has kind of switched off. I just want a lovely cup of tea and play 360. It sounded like this. 
Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the gangster. Who call me Maury? I bet by the time you're 52. Yes. You want to have sex with a man? It's a fine, fine day. See the sun on high. The fine, fine day. Not today to cry. Tucking in the duvet? Who does a thing like that? There in our lonely world, talking to machines. That's what the, the object of the exercise is. To teach them those things. Pull! No! Pull! 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 It's the weekend! I don't care! Oh man, it's Japanese horror films and computer games for two days! Starting in 31 minutes, because we've got to carry on and do Triple M. Take your call straight to air. Uh, 0870909973. Also, the best MP3 of the week. I think we know which one it was. It was a stroke of genius, but we'll play it again. And I will get rid of the third correspondent. Did Yasser call in just in time to save his backside with his sob story about being at the police station? Stay tuned and you will find out after the latest LBC 97.3 news with Emily Littlemore. Then I must conclude this. The Michael Caine correspondent, Rich, has gone. Colin in the Fulham, the fitness in rap correspondent, is gone. The third correspondent to go after much deliberation with my team. It's Ricky, the riddle correspondent. Bye-bye. Yes. Gone. Those three are gone. We're going to get rid of two or three per week, we've decided. So just keep on your toes. Correspondence in and over yet, and yes, sir. You better do better than you did this week, my friend. Anyway, it's Triple M now. Mixed Mental Mayhem. It's where we take your call straight to air. Uh, Chris bunks off early, although he's here today, but he's not. He's refusing to work due to his contract. He doesn't need to do this half an hour. So your calls are coming straight to air. The rules are very simple. There's a seven-second delay, at least. So you can't swear. If you do swear, it'll get dumped. It won't go out on the radio, and you'll be blacklisted from calling the station, like that caller we had yesterday, who played a rude song. They can't call the station anymore. Uh, so shame on them. Um, if you've got the radio on, make sure as soon as... Have the phone by your ear. This is the best... This is how I do it when I call in some radio show sometimes. Uh, is have the phone... I'm not saying anymore. Have the phone by your ear. As soon as you hear something on the phone, switch your radio off. Because if there's too much of a delay, we're going to cut you off. We're not messing around today, because it's Friday. It's the busiest day. <clears throat> With that in mind, let's begin, ladies and gentlemen, as we go to line one. Line one, you're on the radio. Guess who got a wig off a lady? Yes, 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 yes. I suspect that will be the next 30 minutes of the show. Line two. Line two, you're on the radio. Hello, li- Oh, no, press the wrong button. I do apologise. Let's do this one. Line two, you're on the radio. Boss, I see you in his office ASAP. I did not... Yes, I did, yes. It's, it's, yes, okay. Gulp. Line three. Hello? Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Um, I was going to talk about, um... School plays? Yeah, go on. I think they're rubbish. Come on, my friend! You know it! Why do you think they're rubbish? Because, um, all the teachers and that don't really like it, neither, and silly costumes. Oh, the costumes. The thing is, when have you been in a school play? Yeah. Did your mum, because my mum had to make the costume, and the famous thing is, if you're in the nativity play or something and you're a shepherd, your mum just gets a tea towel and puts it on your head. I know. That's not good, is it? <coughs> no, and the king, yeah. King Herod, yeah. had to wear, like, um, a Hindu dress. What? 
And like a crown. Wow, that's a crazy cross-cultural reference. What's your name, my friend? Harry. Harry, give us a call any time you want. Okay. Have a good weekend. Enjoy your half term. Half term. Come on. Half term. Very exciting. Uh, line number three. Line three, you're on the radio. Hi, uh, Ian. Charlie Wolf here from the Talk Spot Towers. Hey, Charlie Wolf. How's it going, man? Ian Lee. Yes. Do you, want, do you want me to take you down to Chinatown? I'd rather you didn't. Because, Ian, you keep slagging off my friend Mike Mendozoff. Well, Mike Mendozoff's quite boring. Yes, but Ian, can I just say one thing to you? Uh, please do, Charlie. The night. <laughs> the night. Um, no, I quite like Mike Mendozoff. I, I kind of like them all in their own wrong ways, you know. I kind of enjoy listening to Charlie Wolf. I don't know why. Uh, I enjoy listening to Mike Mendozoff. But he does make you doze off, which is perfect. Yeah. Hello, hello, you're on the hello? air. You're on the hello? air. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, Ian. Hi, Ian. Um, I'm a boy um, on my school play. Yep. And I just hate my school play. What school play are you doing? Um, no, we, we had one um, for um, Christmas, and I always get fucked by this part. What part did you have this time? I had a part of a goose. A goose? Yeah, a goose. A goose? Yeah, a goose. A goose? Yeah, and my mum had to make this costume, and oh. it was the most terrible costume we could ever make. What noise did you have to make as a goose? Oh, no, you didn't have to make a noise. That's one of the worst parts. They you didn't even get to make a noise? No. What noise do you think a goose would make? Like that. There you go, you see. Well done. You can go... Half term! Half term! Man, I wish it was half term here. Line three, you're on the radio. Hello? Hello. Hello. I was just ringing in to talk about making beds. Yes. It's an absolute waste of time. Of course it is. Because basically when you, you wake up in the morning, and like you said, the uh, bed is ready for you to sleep in. Yeah. So what's the point of making it when you're just about to mess it up again anyway? Well, that's exactly my, my reasoning. Thank you for backing me up on that argument. 0870 taking your call straight to air. Line three, you're on the radio. Hello, Ian. Hello. Hello, my love. Hello. Listen. Yes. Um, I wanted to find out who Barry was. Barry from Watford. He's the old guy that calls him. Yeah, but who is he really? That's the big question, isn't it? It is a very big question, but he called in yesterday with my wife, Margaret, called in. <clears throat> it's a very good call. Line number four, you're on the radio. This is Mike Mendozov. Back again and eating as usual. Nick Ferrari. Yeah, right. And I'm Dave Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> There's impressionists. There was a big thing when I used to do stand-up about seven, eight, eight years ago. There was a big thing for impressionists. And impressionists were, were, were rubbish. Their, their acts were always the same. It'd always be something like, hmm, I wonder what Tony Blair would sound like if he was stoned. It might be a little bit like this. And they just, oh... That's kind of what we had there. But it was good. Thank you very much for that. Line number three. You are on the radio. Line three. Hello. Hello. Ian, you are fantastic. You are hilarious. But you are not a radio presenter, unlike Neil Buckley. Or Bob, who happens to be Clive's assistant. Thank you very much. Correct. Bill Buckley, of course, is is the legend. Uh, Line number two. You're on the air. I can't quite hear it. I can't quite. If you're going to do music, you're going to have to. It's going to have to be spot on with the sound because uh, otherwise we, we, don't, we can't hear. Line four, you're on the radio. No, you're too slow. I'm going to be. I'm going to be really strict on that as well, mate. If you have the phone by your ear. By the way, tonight very exciting. Alison Bell on at eight. Uh, Nick Abbott's on at ten o'clock. 
going to be worth having a listen, isn't it? Nick Abbott, 10 o'clock. I'm quite excited about that. Uh, filling in for Caroline all weekend, I think. Uh, and, of course, the big quiz with Gary King at 7. Line 2, you're on the radio. Hello, Ian. Hello. I was just wondering, why have you never been asked to do um, Have I Got News For You? Because you would be excellent on it. They did ask me once and I bottled out of it. You'd have been better than any of them. Oh, well, it's very kind of you to say, but I, I, they did ask me once and I kind of bottled out of it. And boy, do I regret that decision. Line three, you're on the radio. Hello, Ian. It's Jackie from the Beckenham. Hello, Jackie from the Beckenham. Yeah, um, actually, I phoned her earlier this afternoon to try and get on your main show this afternoon, and Agent Chris forgot to phone me back. I don't think he forgot. No? Oh, well, anyway, um, what I was going to say... In ten seconds... Oh, oh my dear. What I was going to say on your main show, that um, all the people that are supposed to be their, their correspondents, they're supposed to look at their list every single day to make sure that they stay on the list. And it's Time's up! Citrons, you want it. Uh, listen, we've been asking you to send in your MP3s, bits and pieces that you've made yourself. Uh, it can be anything. A lot of people have done trails for the show, which is great. A lot of people have done Barry over dance music. Some of those are fantastic. Some of them are little skits and sketches you've done. They're all fantastic. Whatever you want is pretty darn good for us. Uh, and on the Friday, we play the best one from the week. The boys are genius. Guy Magic Fingers sent in this, let his magic do the talking. Welcome back to the second half of Mastermind, today being held in the magnificent setting of the lounge of Coffin Dodgers Residential Home here in Watford, where local lad Barry St Michael is neck and neck with my object rounds. Our first contender is already in the chair, can I have your name please? Barry, you scored 12 points with your specialised subject, Cartesian Dualism, and general knowledge round starts now. If someone earns £24 an hour, how much do they earn a minute? 40p a minute. Correct. Which is known as the champagne of teas? Yes, the Darjeeling's the champagne of teas. Correct. What is a Jamaican colloquialism, literally meaning bottom cloth? Is it Buscat? Correct. Which famous public school did Winston Churchill attend? In Harrow. Correct. What is French for I don't know what? Je I'll accept that. Which tube stop is between Dollis Hill and Wembley Park on the Jubilee Line? Wilson, uh, Wilson Green. Incorrect. The answer is Neesden. And with the time up, your score is 19 points and no passes. And can we have the challenging contender, please, your name? Ian Lee. Ian, you scored 12 points in your specialised round, The Life and Career of Kate Lawler. You have 17 points to beat and your general knowledge round starts now. Complete this well-known chant, Oggy, Oggy, Oggy. Oi, oi, oi. Correct. What is a common term for an IQ higher than 150? As far as I'm concerned, that's genius. Correct. What word commonly meaning posh can mean something completely different? The designer of chaff handbags and luggage bought by Vicky from Croydon. Louis Vuitton. Correct. Who was the rude moon-faced fat boy in the film Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? James O'Brien. No, the correct answer was Augustus Gloop. Are you sure that's true? I know what you mean, but it is correct. Who was born... Ch I'll start us off, finish. Who was born Chaim Klein Witz in Haifa, Israel in 1949 and went on to become a famous rock god? I don't know. The answer is Gene Simmons of the band Kiss. I don't understand that at all. Flipping awful. And with 17 points to 16, the Mastermind Grand Finalist is Barry St. Michael. Thank you very much. Superb. Guy Magic Fingers, he sent in another one as well for us for next week. A uh, Star Trek sketch, so we'll have a little look at that. Genius. If you, if you, it doesn't have to be as good as that. His are exceptionally brilliant. But uh, if you think you can have a go, uh, then send them on an email, ian at lbc.co.uk. Last six, seven minutes of the show. Uh, taking your call straight to air. Line two, you're on the radio. Yes, it sounded like a lot of fun. Uh, but bless you for calling. Line two, you're on the radio. Ian. Hello. 
Are you Christopher Lee's grandson? Uh, yes. No, no, I... <laughs> <laughs> I say yes. Line three. This is the fun thing to say, isn't it? Line three, you're on the radio. Thank you very much for that. Oh eight seven oh nine oh nine oh nine seven three is the phone number. <clears throat> uh, line. I do apologise for keep clearing my throat, but I've got a frog in. Line three. You're on the radio. Hey, Paul. You know what you've been saying about me? I've always been radio belly up for even more pal. But he's been saying I've got forty years and I've had a nose job, but I have never got. Yes, thank you. That's, I know that's not the real Clive Ball. He would never challenge me to fisticuffs over such a bad telephone line. He would make sure we had an ISDN connection if he was going to challenge me to fisticuffs. Line three, you're on the radio. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Ian. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Trouble news. Find something else to say at the front of it. Bring back Henry Kelly, please. Thanks very much. It was fun, wasn't it? It? No, it was. It was, it was quite fun. <laughs> People are odd, aren't they? I do like this. Where's this email from? Uh, uh, that's quite long. Line four, you're on the radio. She's a boogie, she's a boogie, she's a boogie. She's a boogie, she's a boogie man. She's a boogie. Big hit, way back in 1982. Line four, you's on the radio. Somebody's stoning my billy best. Oh, you cheeky little monkey. <laughs> it's an imposter, I tell you. Line number three. You're live on LBC. Hello, line three. <laughs> and then he went to listen to himself. That's good. That's good. You can do that. You can do a little short one and then turn the radio on and you'll catch yourself. Line four, you're on the radio. And he's going to listen to himself. That's good. No, it's dark. I can't, can't hear that at all. Can't hear that at all. Uh, they, they, they generally don't work if you're in the car and you're driving on the motorway, to be honest. But, uh, you know. Line five, you're on the radio. Hello. Hello. Hello, mate. Can you say hello to my baby? Who's your baby? Dylan. He's a month old. Hello, baby Dylan. Uh, <laughs> he's waving. I'm waving back. My, my little nephew's called Dylan. It's a good name. Oh, right. <laughs> I, ch- I chose well, then. Yeah, yeah, and everything's all right, is it? Uh, yeah, fine, yeah. How how are you coping with it? Um, I'm very stressed. <laughs> really? Yeah, I had to go back to work. Oh, well, and uh, is, is uh, your good lady... I'm sure I'm assuming there's a lady involved with this, is there? Uh, yes, there is, yeah. yeah. And she's fine? Yeah, she sleeps most of the time. So. Well, listen, best of luck. I hope it all works out. Oh eight seven oh nine oh nine oh nine seven three is the phone number. Line three, you're on the radio. Hello? No, you're too slow. I'm not messing around for that today. Line number four. Line four, you're on the radio. Hello, Ian. Hello. Hello, Ian. I, I, I just phoned back because I need to go and defend myself about something about the stuff he said to me, about me. Can I go and defend myself, please? Ian? Defend yourself. Yeah, can I do that, please? Defend yourself. Yeah, can I do that, then? Defend yourself. Ian? Defend yourself. Hello? Yeah, I am still here. Defend yourself. 
Yeah, um, I, that, what you said it was uh, uh, a sub story. It's not a sub story. Everything I said is uh, true. It's yes, not sir. Yes, sir. I've not fired you. Yeah, but why do you say it was a sub story? It wasn't a sub story, so I need to come and say that. Okay, I accept that it wasn't a sub story, but I've I've not fired you. That's, no, that's all I wanted to clarify. Yes, sir. I, I'm sure that there were situations, extenuating situations. What was suspicious was the fact that you'd phoned up and you'd given a Doctor Who update on the Clive Bull show, and you'd also said, no, no, you also said that I told I, I, you grasped me up for saying he had a big nose and a bald head. I didn't grasp you up. You did. I've heard the phone call. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but then um, he like he said he said that no, he, Clive said no, he, he didn't actually grasp. He didn't. I didn't grasp. He said no, he wasn't actually slagging me off. That's what he said. Clive said. Yeah, but you told him that I was slagging you off, slagging him off. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, so you're spared this week, but maybe next week, my friend. You're going down to Chinatown. <laughs> oh, I like him. Line two, you're on the radio. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Fine. Nice one. Are you, are you on half term? Yeah. Come on the half term! Anything you want to say? Pardon? Is there anything you want to say? Yeah, well, when I went to school, I didn't go to school today, but everyone, nearly everyone at school, yeah. we had uh, we had this really cool disco. We had this really cool disco on Valentine's Day, and everyone at Everyone at school's blabbering about it. Yeah, I bet they are. The school discos are always a little bit overrated, I found. Line number two, are you on the radio? Hello? Hello. Hello, um, I'm just calling about the school plays. Yeah, go on. Yeah, um, I was just thinking, yeah, uh, in my school play, in, when I was in year six, yeah. they were, uh, they picked, they, uh, uh, done this play called Cindergold, which yeah. is like Cinderella, but with, like, um, football, basically. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the judges for to get uh, to get into it, they really didn't like me, and I, I just so badly wanted to get onto it. Yeah. And they wouldn't let me, and I just thought it was so stupid. School plays are rubbish. Conclusive proof there from someone who suffered at the hands of them. Line number two, you're on the radio. Hello, line two. <laughs> It's the worst recording ever of the monkey scene. I don't care. Thank you very much. That's the end of the show. Don't forget, uh, 8 o'clock, uh, Alison Bell. Uh, 10 o'clock tonight, filling in for Caroline Faraday. It's Nick Abbott, who's kind of a bit of a legend, so that should be quite exciting. Uh, but stick around. Next, it's the nightly news. I'll see you on Monday at 3. This show is completely transparent. If Ian Lee offers you any advice...